version 2.0 i am dan this is episode 139 nick is back feeling better are you you weren't sick you weren't sick last week were you You were you were hanging with the fam yeah last week i was hanging with the fam uh this this week i have been a little under the weather that's going around i'm still a little sick too of course i think uh jesse and justin are here as well stay high guys what's up what's up so, are you guys up for a little bit of chi- childish ash hattery today? Ass hattery. <laughs> you know what, Dan? I am all about Every the day. ass hattery. I love the ass hattery. The more childish, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, anyway, here we are, episode 139. I think I said that already, but uh, I think it bears repeating because 139. <laughs> it's that important, dude. Man. So here we are. Nick's back. And uh, I think we should start with him because. Back from douching around in the forest. (laughs) Yeah. I got some pretty large bones to pick with you. (laughs) Now, Nick, if you actually listen to last week's episode, you will notice that we went really easy on you. You did. And, you know, I think I know why. Because you guys broke, like, the cardinal rule. Wait a minute. D- don't lock me in with those guys. No, I know, Dan. You were you were in your trailer. No, yeah. definitely oh, lumped in. Oh, get out of here, yeah. dude. What? Dan is absolutely <laughs> lumped in. Oh, Dan was in his trailer. Yeah. That's was because we weren't going to fit another person inside your trailer yeah, simultaneously. Yeah. If, it's a good thing you didn't have a ramp on the back of your trailer. Because otherwise, <laughs> Dan would have yeah. been in your trailer. Well. No. All right. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> regardless, uh, regardless, I know who the individuals were that were at the forefront of this attack. Yes. Please name them. Uh, it definitely Je- Kayla has got to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. The biggest <laughs> shyster I have ever met. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep, she is an instigator. Jesse, you follow directions from her well, so you'd do good married. Yeah, um, perfect. <laughs> I, should, I should be set, is what you're telling me. And, and Justin, I'm, I, I'm a little surprised. I am surprised that you would. I, I'm honestly, I'm surprised that everyone broke uh, what I believe to be a cardinal rule, which is when an individual gets intoxicated. If they make it to their sleeping facility, their home base, it's kind of like a game of tag. I mean, it's home mm-hmm. base. If you make it there under yep. your own power, you yep. have not, you're not vomiting along the way. There's no screaming, running in circles, anything like that. If you simply say, yeah, I'm done. Yep. I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. 
and you make it in there and you shut the door on your own. That should. That's it. I mean, yeah, you you definitely game. made that rule. Up. So why do I surprise <laughs> you about follows that? that? So what? Why did? Why? Why? Why are you picking on me with that? I I'm I expected out of Jesse because of his age, the yeah. lack thereof. <laughs> but I feel that that you. I feel like you would have followed that rule. You would have been like, dude, no, he made it back to the trailer. We can't mess with him. I mean, that's not fair. I apparently you know I was very wrong. <laughs> I don't know, man. I from my perspective, well, you heard me earlier on where you're like, you know what, dude, I think I'm done. I'm gonna go to bed. And I'm like, What? Are you ki- <laughs> I mean, you you have to appreciate our situation here, Nick. It has been like the goal of all of us and many listeners over the last at least two years to get you drunk. And you're finally there. And we get what? What did we get down? Like 20 minutes? If that. If that. He he takes a mouthful of chew. He's like, he smokes half a cigarette. He's like, I'm done. That was it. And you walked away. And I'm like. What is this guy doing? Yeah. Get yeah. your drunk ass back no, that's, here. That's you the cardinal pussy. rule is you can't go to bed that early. That's the rule. No. No, but you know, look at Adam. Adam did it the right way. Yeah. No, okay. He did not, he did not do it the Adam right way. Adam did it the right way. Because you know what? Adam, Adam could have stood up and walked back to his tent a no, long he time sh- ago, he but, sh- he, but he stayed right in the middle of everything for uh-huh. our benefit. Yeah. Oh, dude, no. And how fun was that? <laughs> For him, it looked like Why he was having a hell him? of a good time. Yeah. yeah the he worst was having a great his time. Life. Yeah. And for the record, I don't, I, I honestly don't think we were, I don't think we were doing anything super bad. No. So, yeah, 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 yeah. From my <laughs> standpoint. From my standpoint. <laughs> oh, <laughs> The noises. I mean, there, there was still, there was still boundaries and lines. Uh, yeah, and you, oh, you crossed it, and you found out what happened. No, when you crossed those lines. Jesse, what? Jesse, Jesse did get into the trailer, but it was innocently motivated. Yeah, I wasn't like humping your leg or anything. No, but you were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that you didn't hit the floor, dude. That. Because I was going to give everyone something to take a picture about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do have one question for you. Go ahead. Can you feel your face yet? Yeah, dude, I got... Ooh, wow. <laughs> when, when we when we started passing that bottle back and forth, oh. I was like, dude, it's game over now. Like, I know this. I, I know I'm headed in a bad... So bad you direction. saw it coming. It, it wasn't like one yeah, second you it. were sober and the next second you were eating air. No, no, I knew it. Like I, and it was, it was kind of a, you know what, this is going to end up real bad, but whatever. It's recording night. We're good. <laughs> we're, we're towards the end of the show. Yeah. I'll go ahead. We'll polish this off. I'll have a great time and then everything will be okay. And you know, when I went and laid down, uh, it was, man, I'd laid down and I'm like, I shut the door and I go to set up the cot and I'm like, wow, you're spinning like a bitch, dude. <laughs> I mean, oh, you bad. had this. So you yeah. were pretty drunk then if oh, you had the spins, dude. Big time. But I, I try to carry myself with a little bit of self-respect. <laughs> I mean, I knew I was trash. So I got in there and I said, you know what? Okay, your best bet. I mean, 
there's still the screwdriver engineer in me that's got to analyze the situation. So I say, okay, your best bet is just to lay on the floor. And then that way, if you need to, you can just pop open the door, puke out the door. I mean, that was the plan. Uh, when I heard the door open, I was still wide awake. And that was something that I knew that you guys did not know. So the door pop, the door pops open and I'm like, okay. These guys, of course. I mean, I can hear Jesse and <laughs> Kayla and you, Dieter. Justin. Dieter. Well, dude, I drank just as much as you did. So <laughs> yeah, Jesse was still drunk there. at that point. Oh, very. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting there, they're, they're acting like they're whispering, but they're just laughing like a bunch of little schoolgirls. It was, <laughs> and then I see, you yeah, know, at, at least, at least we didn't call it a night, you know? No, Here no, no, go. no, you guys were going strong. And then, uh, I see, so I got, I got like my, I'm laying on the right side of my, of my head and I got my right eye open so that you guys can't see it open. I see tissue paper fly by. And then I see a bottle of lotion. And then, <laughs> and then it wasn't I, a tissue paper, dude. It was it was a dirty sock. Oh yeah, dirty sock. That's yeah. right. That's right. And then I see a porno go <laughs> thrown in there. And then the laughter erupts and everyone's laughing. And, and then everything. about eighty flashes. Yes. And the whole trailer lights up on the inside from all the camera flashes. Yeah, so discreet. And so it's like, ha, ha, ha. All the while, Kayla's sitting there taking video. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, but at this point, I was actually like, I was laughing inside. Like, this is funny. Okay. But at the same time, now keep in mind, it, even though I was awake and I did witness it all, I really don't think I could have done anything about it. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> I was. Because you were still spinning. Oh, I was spinning, and you know how it is. Peg to the floor. floor. Yeah, you kind of know what's going on. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, Yeah, I was done. Awake, but knew my limits, and so I'm like, I'm going to let him roll with it. So then the door shuts. Now, when the door shut, um, I don't know if it was because I had kind of, you know, woke him back up or what, but yes, I did hurl. I did not make it all the way because you guys, (laughs) oh, you guys were like, oh, get your cot out, get your cot out, and I'm like, I'll show him. I'll get my cot, and I just kind of pulled it out and then just laid on it, but I didn't set it up. <laughs> Use it as a pillow. And it was a much better situation than I had prior, so I'm like, oh, I'm good. Well, as soon as the door shut, I pulled open the garbage can in there and, and uh, let loose, called some dinosaurs. Yeah. you uh, Adam was not the only one throwing up, right? No. No, that was a Wait lot. for it. Wait for no. it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Did you get that on? Is that, was that actually Adam? No, no, it's, no! It's a, it's Reagan. It's a, it's a it? sound bite. It's a sound bite that Reagan sent me in text <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, oh, nice. And so I'm laying there. I I puke. I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I am good. Like now it's time. I can the the spins kind of quit. I can mm-hmm. go to sleep now, and I'm I'm ready to go to sleep now. I'm like, yes, I'm done. I just want to go. To and it's bed. like eleven o'clock. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> Ten thirty. I'm old. It's okay. So then I hear the trailer door open. Now I admit, when I heard it open that second time, it felt like it was a lot later. 
Uh, but apparently it was only like 10, it was 15 like minutes. 10 minutes tops. Yeah. It was like seven minutes. Dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It felt like Max. a couple hours because I was, I think I kind of fell asleep right after that. First thing that pops into my mind. Oh, hell no. Like, no, no, no. Okay. They had their fun once. Now they've officially crossed my line. So now I'm very awake and feeling somewhat, somewhat spry. Violated. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They, they, they crossed. They, they went in. And so then that's, I, that's the line. All right. Yeah, Make that's the line. You, you stepped inside. So then <laughs> I hear Kayla laughing and giggling to Jesse. You know, she's giving him instructions. I don't know what they're doing, but once I find out it's Jesse, it's like, oh, there's absolutely, there's one thing that's going to happen right now, and that it's going to be. Didn't happen. I'm going to take Jesse. Because you just said you're old. No, I know. Dude, it was, <laughs> yeah, and, and in hindsight, it was not the proper place to do this. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have worked regardless of who it was, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to get him down on the ground and just, I'm going to basically just grapple him and then it's going to scare the crap out of him that was really the goal was just to catch you off guard because i knew you guys thought that i was completely passed out and uh i I mean i think you were successful you were successful yeah i i thought somebody i wasn't necessarily like like necessarily scared or caught way off guard i thought someone fell in so i initially looked back behind me to the door i was like who else is in here I yeah, thought, you I thought, thought somebody, Dieter fell yeah, in. Yeah, I thought like Dieter fell into your trailer. I was about ready to like just shove and him I out. And I thought this is about to be the most priceless thing yeah. I've ever experienced. <laughs> no, and so the whole Jesse trailer and Dieter is just... falling yeah. on top of Nick while yeah. he's drunk and passed out. No, the whole trailer just freaking shakes yeah. when you have two guys that just kind of freaking manhandle each other. But no, with the with the table with the table here. I mean, he's got like the table, and then Jesse having a good, you know, wingspan on himself. Yeah, I can touch I both walls at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I knew it wasn't going to go all the way down. I was just hoping to scare him. Um, but then I got out, and I I don't know if just that kind of rush or whatever. I was like, really? I mean, really? You had to go <laughs> inside, <laughs> and I was cut. It was half in fun, and half uh, I was agitated that they took it. Yeah, they took it that far. Well, Dan and I are sitting in his trailer with a couple of other people, Phil and a few other people, and we can hear you yelling yeah. at Jesse. And Kayla runs in and she's like, "He's really pissed. He's he's giving it to Jesse." Uh, yeah, and then I go, I'm like, "Do I?" I was screwed up, like. Do I have to lock the effing I was, door? I was nice. I offered to set up your cot. He's, I know. And he's like, dude, I'll set up your cot. I don't want you to set up my effing cot. I just, I just want you to stay the hell out of my trailer. Okay, okay. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. I'm totally, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, that was it. it. It was good, though. I mean, I'm, I yeah, I got, dude, I was trashed. Absolutely. So are we going to do it again in a few weeks? Uh, you know, I probably will. It's not. You didn't even seem that bad. You seemed good the next day. But you got to have more longevity on it, dude. I mean, Jesse did That's... it the right way. He got really drunk. Yeah. We hung out and, and chatted. He tried to make it look like he wasn't really drunk. <laughs> His fiance told everyone he was about ready to throw up. 
five minutes later he did and then he was perfectly fine <laughs> you know I, uh, yeah. maybe i'll i'll use that because i felt great once you I do curled. yeah but i'm not you know that's normally not my thing so it's not like i'm like i, I don't have this all planned out like some of you guys were like okay at this point i need to throw up that'll be good for exactly this many more hours at that time that i can drink this many more beers <laughs> yeah <laughs> It was, uh, dude, it was a great time, though. It was good. You got no stamina, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun. We had a good time. That's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, Typical Othello fashion right there. Moving right along, how was your week this week? Did you get any flying in? I have, get this, are you ready? I am. A two-week no-fly. What? Oh, I have you not kn- flown. You know this is a podcast about helicopters. I know, right? Yes. Did you we're gonna have to do we need to go over your contract again at the end of the show? You know, Justin and I were actually having a conversation about this and and, and I don't really have a reason why. Um I wasn't overly content with my actual flying at Othello. I don't know if it was just because of the wind or whatever. I've never really flown that well at that field. And I, I mean that sounds dumb, but it's just I don't know. It's a it's a me thing. It's not the field because the field's great, perfect. Yeah, yeah. But it just I don't know. I got back. I felt very satisfied from the event in general. Um, you know, I had a lot of planning for camping the next weekend with the family, which really did. I mean, that was kind of a big contributing factor. I mean, going out, you know, Friday after work all the way through Monday and then coming home, it just it. It took that weekend out of it, and yeah, I didn't, basically, I didn't step foot back out into the trailer until today, really, and I haven't touched, yeah, I haven't touched a single thing, with the exception that, Dan, so, this nitro, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I, I feel like, despite the price being free, I feel like I've been bamboozled a little bit. Uh, is it in bad shape? <laughs> Do you well, feel like some he should be paying you? Uh, why don't why don't you I you know why don't this you is tell funny everyone where where were the parts for this? In my trailer. <laughs> yeah. Dan, was and, it was it crashed? Yeah. It was crashed. Bad? Like real mm, bad. No, not super bad. Mm, not yeah. super bad. I remember problem, something similar showing up at, at my house. Okay, crashed, but, like destroyed. Like real okay, bad. But, did I put all of the parts in one box? All of the parts were in one box because they all fit in one box because they're all bent. <laughs> uh, Dan's was like this cool game that we yeah. played. It was like, let's find the parts. <laughs> well, they were all there. Uh, yeah, the in tail. different locations, well, okay, but, the, but they were let's all be, there. Let's be realistic about the tail. Someone walked off with the tail. Someone walked off with it because you and Justin <laughs> well. were sick. Sitting there, they. I gotta paint this picture. They're sitting out there in the wind, and man, it it got. There were some times out there where it was really windy, and we did tar, start start uh, partaking of beverages a little bit earlier on in the evening <laughs> than we normally would. So these guys are sitting out there in their chairs, facing the wind with the. They got the whole tail assembly with the blades on it, no boom, nothing like that, and they're holding it up into the wind with a tack. With it, with a tack. With a tack. How, yeah. You got to tell me, 
Is that not cool that we were able? And to we g- were we hadn't been drinking. No, dude. not at that point. We okay, so I mean, it, dude. You know you what we? What was drinking. our record, Dan? Forty two hundred RPM. Forty two hundred RPMs with just the wind. Okay. Just the wind. So there was and no I stuck in- my finger into it. Yeah, Thank that's what you. I was just gonna say. That was the, the- rocket scientist stuck his finger. And in all we had to do was ask. He just jammed his hand <laughs> right into it. <laughs> it hurt, he's dude. Like, and all he's right. like, whack! Damn! That really hurt! Like, oh, no shit. Yeah. I don't know why you and Jesse did not get more excited about that. I I was excited, but I was excited to be taking pictures and laughing dude. at you. I wanted no part in it. This, this was it was free entertainment for me. See, see, when Nick goes to a fun fly, though, he he doesn't let his nerd hang out completely. I was so I when was he all sees that it. stuff, he kind of views it as oh, they're making a scene. You know, <laughs> no. it's, it's it's like the kid it's and the, the parents camera. are like, okay, I'm going to turn around. See, that's and let him do gold. his thing. That's that's just that's multimedia gold right there, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> that was incredible. So Wind anyway. Power. It got passed around and everyone was playing with it and then disappeared. So the entire tail assembly the entire is gone. The entire tail gone. Yeah. Oh, you going. mean you never got it back? I never got no. it back. It ended up somewhere. Oh, dude, that's weak. And that does suck because that's... 70 I bucks. Mean, oh, way more than that for the no, whole No, it's like thing. 100 bucks, is man. Is it really? Oh, yeah. With the gears and the rotor oh, and yeah, everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plus no. blades. I bet you it's... Creeping up on 130 bucks, something like that, just wow. for the t- and that's not even that was the the one. Trust me, part. I just bought one for my last DFC crash before Othello. Hmm. It's expensive. Yeah. So there's, I don't know. Well, if you, I ha- mean, if I'm you, looking at it for all of you guys that are listening, right? If you if it ended up in your stuff, give it back to us at the fun fly. <laughs> it has a blue set of KBDD. One twelve. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I I think it's completely un- unintentional. It, somebody just picked it up, sat it in somebody's chair, and when they went to pack up, it just ended up going home with somebody. Yeah, this is gonna be a. There's. It was actually probably one of the highlights of the, of the fun fly. It was getting it up to forty two hundred RPM. But back, back to Nick bitching about this nitro. Uh, tell me more. What what else was there? What else is wrong with it? Uh, that's well. I just kind of started looking at general cost, and it's like, geez, man, for a for a V two, it's uh, I'll be end up creeping, you know, I don't know, three hundred bucks, something like that. So that's not too bad. What the hell do you have to replace on it except for the tail? Uh, well, you new did boom. crash it. Yeah, it's, you need yep. a new boom, and that's and that's it. Boom torque. The head's tube. damaged, isn't it? No. No, but there's no links anywhere. There is no, uh, link. no link, no links anywhere. Wait a minute, bright side, Nick. It came with fuel. Yes, it That's right. It came so, in the tank. Yeah. Came in with a. I'm not talking about like a separate gallon of cool power. Like it, cool it was tank. still halfway through the flight when it went in nah, a year and got, a half ago. Oh, we'll get it back together. It's. I think it'll probably work out in the end. It's. You know. It'll. It'll take a little bit of TLC, but that's all right, dude. I still need to order a crash kit for the rave. Or, I mean, not the Raptor. Raptor. You got me confused there for a minute. No, it's because Justin and I Pl- were talking please, about. Please, please order a crash kit for the rave. It's called a, a kit? rave kit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still got to get the one for the Raptor, which was just awesome. I mean, spectacular. That was a great crash. Huh. 
But no flying but, this week. No flying. No flying. No. I'm going to head out tomorrow. That's my plan. Head out tomorrow. It should be a really yeah. nice day. It should be a great get, weekend. Get the blade back out. Get the goblin out. Um, Yeah. Get back in the swing of things. I'm going to hit the sim. Hit the sim for the next couple weeks pretty hard before I head over to Wyoming for the fun fly. Over there. Polish up some stuff. Chill at Wyoming. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> you going to get drunk again? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Who are you Save staying with? Up for the next weekend. Who are you staying with over there? Not a clue. Steve or Jack? Uh, Jack, I think. I don't know. Mm. Careful. Okay. Jack. Jack's a little... He's a weirdo. I don't know if you know Careful. <laughs> Just kidding, Jack. You know I'm kidding. No, nah, it's going to be good, a good, good time, group of guys. You'll have yeah, a good we're going to head out like Friday night. We're going to go do some dinner. I think we're going to get there on Friday and kind of do a little bit of a presentation class deal, you know, just on a little bit of everything. Dude, have them, have them take you to the Mexican restaurant that we, that we all went to a few times. Fantastic. Oh, nice. Yeah. Drink some, some tequila. They make oh. a uh, shrimp, and then shrimp some more enchilada. tequila. Shrimp enchilada there, dude. Fantastic. I love Oh man! Dude. Yes, drink drink the tequila first, and then eat the shrimp enchilada. <laughs> and then Justin, can we- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin, oh, <laughs> Justin wants to see Nick drunk again so bad. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. I think we're gonna see some pretty plastered listeners at our fun fly. Yeah, we're uh because just in the last week or so after the live Othello show, I've gotten a lot of messages like, dude, I can't wait for the apple pie. We are <laughs> like, and, oh and, no. And we're bringing the apple pie. Oh yeah. In full yeah. force. There's gonna like, be oh, yeah. there's gonna be like one of those Home Depot Homer buckets filled with it. <laughs> I can tell you, I can, I can five gallons. I don't know how big. What are these half gallon apple juice? Right. Yep. Yeah, about half gallon. There's, you're right. Yeah. There's going to be fourteen of those. Oh. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try to kill everyone? Someone's going to die. They. Yes. Uh, <laughs> out of the fourteen, four of them are going to be full strength, and the rest are going to be third strength, so people can actually enjoy it and not die. <laughs> Yeah, label well. Cool. Uh, we're going to label one of them deceptively. Oh, no. Just so, you know. But you'll, you'll be able to tell by taste. I want to fly, though. I mean, I want to fly at night. So, I That's guess that Friday's for. just stay up later. Yep. They carry most of your favorite major brand names. Rotary Wing RC. Batteries, blades, chargers, electronics, fly barless controllers, complete helicopter kits, parts and tools. Coming soon, Contronic ESCs. Rotary Wing RC. Great customer service. And if they don't have it, give them a call. Check back often as their website is constantly being updated. Rotary Wing RC. Keeping you airborne. Look them up today at www.rotarywingrc.com. All right, who's next? Since Nick didn't get I'm going to go. All right. I'm taking an official no-fly this week. No-fly! What's up? Ah. What's up with that, dude? Seriously. What's You know what, dude? Well, Nick was alluding to it. We were talking about this at length this week. 
I don't know why. And and I touched on it last week too. After the Othello fun fly, it's just kind of been like, I don't know. I feel satisfied. Like I just want to lay in bed and smoke a cigarette. It just, it just feels good. You know, I don't feel that way. So, so uh, no, I, no cuddling right to sleep, huh? Yep. Nah, we can cuddle a little, but anyway, I, yeah, I, I have not gotten any flying in. I, I mean, it's been, it's been good weather, so I don't really have an excuse other than that. I just haven't really touched the helis all that much. I mean, I, I've got a couple of side projects going on, um, with the speed heli and I've been working on that, but in terms of actually going out and flying, no. I saw a picture. Part of it may have been. Hang on a second. Yeah, I know what you're going I for. I saw a picture of you in your Walter yeah. Walter White suit. What's that? I saw a picture of you in your Walter White suit. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's secret squirrel shit. Well, secret squirrel, we can, dude. We can talk about the Walter White suit. Making meth in the garage. <laughs> 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 uh, gotta change yeah. jesse's last name to pinkman i swear to god you guys have not watched i Breaking think i'm Bad. too young nick are you getting all this you guys, yeah what? i'm getting it kind of i just it, it never captivated me i just laugh at him just make him feel good well there are a lot of listeners out there <laughs> there are a lot of listeners going out there saying you guys suck for not knowing what i talk what i'm talking about but go ahead go go on bore me with your story Part, part. <laughs> All right. Part of the uh, lack of motivation may have come, however, from finally sitting down in front of the rave and Dude. trying to, to figure things out. Determining it was a bust. Dude. Break it. Once again, it's, dude, you are a professional it's crasher. It's a re Well, dude, you guys saw the thing go in. It didn't go in that bad. But apparently, <laughs> there's a special oh, there's yeah, a special feature bad. in the in the in the design where if you crash it anywhere other than like right on the nose or right on the tail, then the engine frees itself from the airframe. <laughs> okay, ejecting engine. So I, I you know I I took this thing apart. I thought when I recorded last week the little bit that I had taken apart i thought i only had one frame broken so i'm like ah, eh, you know it's like 60 bucks for a frame side it's not that big of a deal so i start disassembling things and i get i get the bottom plate almost completely off and i loosen one screw i i, I got all the screws loosened except for one and the bottom plate falls off and i'm like what the hell? What am I missing here? <laughs> There's still a screw in the bottom plate attached to the underside of my engine, and I'm holding the bottom plate in my hand. Okay, so the bottom plate broke, <laughs> and then I go to pull the engine out, and when I pull the engine out, it takes the lower half of the left frame with it. <laughs> nice. So it broke both side frames. It broke the bottom frame. Uh, it completely destroyed the fuel tank. It it what what ended up happening from what I can tell and having talked to a bunch of listeners who said, oh, yeah, 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 that's the rave. That's how it crashes. Apparently, when it crashes like directly on the bottom on the skids or uh, uh, particularly on the left side where the pipe is, because the frames are thin or not well braced, 
the engine moves a lot inside them and it basically crushes the frames and then gets forced up into the heli. And so my my fan got forced up into the fan shroud, destroyed that, and then the clutch forced up into the clutch bell, ripped the clutch bell apart and pushed the entire clutch stack a half an inch out of the plastic clutch block <laughs> on oh <my> the top. <laughs> one one main blade grip was bent, which actually is to be expected because the blade grips are really wimpy. So that wasn't that big of a deal, right? But uh, the whole back end of it was completely destroyed. The the I had to get I would have had to get two new tailcase sides. Um, you know, the standard boom stuff with the torque tube, all of that. What really what it comes down to is when I added up all the price, all of the prices, of the parts, we're looking at like five hundred and fifty dollars. And that doesn't include blades. That's like you're 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 a five hundred dollar crasher. Yeah, that's Dude, becoming the norm. That is freaking asinine. WTF. I, I mean, well, it should not have been that bad. I can tell you it, it was did a- not. It was a sad day down there at uh, CY Enterprises because, you know, they were all excited. They actually got to turn the CNC machines on when they heard you crashed. Then they heard you weren't going to fix it. They had to shut them off. They were going <laughs> to. <laughs> they were sad. I mean, come on, Nick. You know, you had a rave electric. You had a similar experience. Oh, yeah. Dude, I had one crash rekit. Throttle hold, fall from 20 feet rekit. It does like, not no. fly so, absolutely amazing, does not crash that great. That's what aggravates me because I was really having fun with it. I love the way it flies, but I, I can't put money back into a heli that crashes that way, especially with how much I crash of late. So <laughs> I don't know what to do now. How many crashes now I'm you stuck. got for the year? Two, three, five. Five. How many flights? Ballpark. Just ballpark. 250 exactly wow every 50 flights every 50 flights yep how do you like that so i'm now stuck i'm now stuck because (laughs) i don't know whether i should buy an align nitro or an n7 i got a goblin 500 no 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 (laughs) no no get rid of that thing just throw it in the trash no one wants it (laughs) but i do want to get back into a nitro i just it's one of those things where you never expect it to happen and you've got money planned for other things i want to get the speed goblin up to 14s and that was the plan so that it was at 14s for our fun fly that's a huge investment because i'm you know i'm not going to skimp on the power system if i'm going to spend the money i want to do it once and do it right and I'm trying to get the compass back in the air. That one keeps suffering from all of these crashes, taking its money away. And then the nitro goes in. I think what I'm going to do, Nick and I had a conversation because he's kind of in the same situation. I am going to take the power system and the electronics from the rave, put it off to the side for now, get the compass back in the air, get the speed up at 14S, and basically just kind of hang out and wait watch the for sale forum, see if a good deal comes up. You know, I'm interested in the NX seven. It's not a big deal either way, really. But if the price looks good when it's released, maybe, 
If not, I might just go with the good old-fashioned T-Rex 700 Nitro. Because you can't go wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, Hilly. Yeah. This weekend's supposed to be good weather. I'm going to try to get out. Got some more more testing to do on the Speed Goblin with the rail blades. I've gotten a lot of questions about that. That wasn't something that I covered on the Speed Review. I do want to say thank you to everyone that has sent emails, private messages, texts, etc. about the Speed Review. I appreciate the kind words. It's been a lot of fun. So, And we'll keep the information coming. 14S next. Oh, yeah. I got a Raptor 30, I'll sell you. Dan, take all of the crappy helis that you own and throw them away. That's what you should do. I'm not going to do that. I'll take the Goblin 500. Goblin 500. No, you won't. It's in two pieces right now. Not anymore. (laughs) Well, that's that's the tradition of which I get them. It fell off the wall. (laughs) Dude, did you hear about did you did you listen to last week's show, Nick? Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, I did. I heard that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's all nice it's work. freaking great, man. <laughs> it's fixed, by the st- way. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right. I'm impressed. I had the parts. That all you got? Yeah. I guess it's it's it all for right. now. Jesse. Oh yeah. Did you crash that compass well, yet? Haven't heard that for a while. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. No. Yeah. Did not crash the That's compass. That's all right. Ed crashed his. Ed, did, Ed crashed enough. I'm good for. I think all the Compass pilots are good for a little while after that crash. You you didn't crash the Compass. You said with kind of a, an upward inflection. So does that yeah, mean you crash something? No, but that but, does mean I flew. I didn't crash, but unlike these guys, I at least got some flying in. Very good. I knew I, I knew I could count on you. Yeah, and it was not last weekend like I'd hoped. The uh, the weather just. Did not cooperate last weekend. So last weekend, I took a four-day weekend and got in no flying, which, you know, did suck. But then today, that lovely 410 work schedule paid off. And today was an awesome day, weather-wise. And took the helis out and got in 14 flights. So not a, not a ton, but it was a, it was a quick, it was an afternoon trip out to the field. We got out there about 1 o'clock. And put in a bunch of flights on the 7HV and the warp. Now, you're probably asking, what about the nitro? Yeah, what about the nitro? What about the nitro, the N7? Well, I had this I had this plan. Uh, beginning of this week, I ordered some. I figured, you know, the, the YS91 that's in there. It's time to do a little bit of maintenance on that motor. And so I tore the, um, pulled the motor out, ordered up some bearings at the beginning of the week. And pulled the motor out, pulled the pipe off, and the bearings were just a little bit, a um, little bit rough. So I decided, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and swap those out. So ordered up a couple sets of bearings, um, priority shipping. I'm like, these will be here Friday, no problem. I'll throw them in today, and I'll be flying the thing tomorrow. Well, the you know where I bought them from decided to ship it first class, uh-huh. and well. I'm sitting here Friday night, and I have no freaking bearings for my N7. I did a bunch of pre-work, and I went ahead, I pulled the motor out, I got, you know, I have all this stuff just, like, sitting there, all laid out on the table, I was just gonna get the bearings, slap them in, throw the heli back together, good to go. But, still waiting, so. Still waiting. Hmm. That sucks. Yeah, that's and, so frustrating. and it's like, I would not have pulled, because, you know, it, it would have been good to go for another weekend, it, it wouldn't have been a huge deal. 
but I was trying to, you know, I was, I was going to be ready for right when the mail, right when the mail came, throw those things in and just slam that heli back together and go fly it. But yeah, didn't ended up not making it today. So hopefully that will be delivered. The mail usually comes pretty early tomorrow. And so everything is still just laid out nice on the table. And hopefully if the mail comes early, get those thrown in and still get some flights in tomorrow. And if not, if it comes a little bit later, I will get some flights in Sunday for sure on that heli. Um, also at the field today, I had a a uh, a close call. This actually got really, really lucky with the 7HV. Um, what had happened was I probably put about um, eight or so, not eight or nine flights on the heli. And there's been this little bit of a tail buzz that I've been noticing. You know, I've been taking it apart, checking the bearings in the tail case, making sure the tail hub's straight, the output shaft straight, you know, tearing everything down, all the bearings and the tail blade grips, whatnot. And I haven't been able to find anything wrong with the tail, but lo and behold, it still, it still buzzes in flight a little bit. And so today, after about eight flights, I'm going and I'm spooling it up on the ground. And all of a sudden, the tail just starts vibrating like crazy. Really, really fast, oscillating, high-pitched, really loud noise. And so I immediately throttle hold, never even left the ground. And when I walked up to the heli, I had found the bolt that holds the tail blades in. It sheared in half. Oh. Just like right in, the, it, right in the middle. Like luckily, it, luckily it broke like at w where it goes through the tail blade grip. So what, the, the tail blade actually didn't eject. But the bolt was, you know, it it was clearly broken. It was in half. Hmm. And so, wow. um, yeah, that was, whew, I could only imagine if that would have happened in flight, especially just, you know, shooting a tail blade like that. And so that one, that woke me up a little bit. That caught me off guard quite, yeah. How many flights do you think you have on those bolts? Um, that's a very good question, but... Those are probably the original since I upgraded to the V2 tail on the 7HV. So whenever that came out, ye year and a half, year to almost two years, probably. Wow. I mean, who Dude, thinks that's who easily thinks about, over a thousand flights then? Yeah. Who thinks about changing out tail blade bolts, though? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that that's not something I, th you know, I never. I do. Well, I do now. <laughs> obviously, if it would have if it would have snapped like while I was tightening it down, you know, obviously that's one thing. Would have replaced it, but yeah, just not in in. It was kind. I guess it was kind of in flight. It, the the heli was spooling up. It was running. So, do you think that was the cause of the vibe that you have been chasing? Um, I I believe so. I think that the I I put a new screw in there, and it seemed to calm down quite a bit. Um, or is it the lot, vibe lot that better. destroyed your screw? You know, there's, ah. yeah, there's that, there's that possibility as well. Um, for now, there's a you know brand new screw in there, and it did seem to calm down a lot. I I usually when I'm judging a tail vibration, I'll go off of the the vertical fin. You know, is it mm -hmm. perfectly still? Is there a little bit of a vibration there? And that seems to be the best way to gauge on you know if if the vibration is in fact coming from the tail. And I know that before that bolt broke, I I did. Uh, visually noticed that the vertical fin was starting to wiggle uh, back and forth a little bit in flight and afterwards, so after I put a new bolt in, um, hardly at all. Hmm. It's, it's, I guess, yeah, it's really tough to say, but with, 
you know, belted heli, there's really not much back there. I mean, there's no gear mesh back there, just the belt going around that, that pulley gear. And I've been through every other part in that tail. Hmm. So as it sits right now, new bolt, and I'm going to, I'm going to fly it for a little bit and um, see how that goes. Also on the seven HV, something else that I noticed was the main gear was starting to rub the frame a little bit on the, on the top of the main gear. I started noticing a, a little bit, um, some wear marks, which is really weird. Cause in all the flights that I've had that heli, I've never had that happen one single time. And so today when I got home from the field, I tore the heli down. And I found that the bottom bearing, so there's three main bearings that the main shaft goes through, and the very bottom one, um, the auto hub kind of rides on top of it. And mm-hmm. I noticed that that bearing wasn't pushed completely flush down into the uh, the bottom bearing block. And so mm-hmm. that right there, prop, you know, we're not talking a lot, but it doesn't take much to uh, to pick that main gear up just a little bit to where it, it can rub just a touch. It's weird all the things you see after, you know, just ridiculous amounts of flights. You start getting all those oddball things that start happening you wouldn't expect. Yeah, and so, which was, you know, I, I had thought anyways when I tore this thing down probably four or five months ago and, you know, clean, the, clean basically that was a cleaning mission to get the whole heli back to its original, almost original state. Replaced a bunch of stuff, but... There's just some stuff you just, you know, you can't notice just from looking at it visually. It almost has to get to that point to where it, it fails. Yeah. And so. Well, that was a pretty eventful week for you then. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it, en- it ended up, I was a, I was getting nervous, you know, yesterday at work. Did not know if I was going to get any flights in this week and then woke up this morning. Weather was great. And I'm like, you know, I'm not taking a no fly this week. I'm going to the field. Hmm. Well, I didn't take a no fly this week either. There we go. So half of, you know, two out of four is not bad. That's right. Half of us. <laughs> I did have an incident, though, last weekend with the rush. Oh? Oh. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I'm new to electrics. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And so I'm sitting there changing out packs and Ed and I are in conversation about his beast X that he just put back on his, uh, 600. And I pulled two fresh packs off the charger and I lay them down next to the heli, start swapping them out. And one thing led to another I end up putting up, putting in one fresh pack and one discharge pack. Oh, dude, I hate that. And so (laughs) I'm tooling around doing, you know, nothing too serious. And all of a sudden, uh, the heli's way out there. It's like on the other side of the fence, which uh, you guys have all seen pictures in my field. It's not too too damn far, but far enough away that, um, and it just, I started losing power. I mean, and I'm like, well, I got to. I got to get it down, and I tried to get it to this side, my side of the fence, which I did, uh, but it was so it was still far enough away that uh, I couldn't tell if I was two or three or four or one foot off the ground, and ended up just kind of hitting the ground a little too hard. Uh, square, nonetheless, didn't break any blades or anything, but I did strip 
some gears and broke the tail fin. Uh, not too bad. Uh, not too bad, but here's the deal. You know, you can only get those parts from one place, and uh, it takes a little while, longer than I would like to get them. I still don't have them. Well, Saturday, we, w- we went to the field. It was crappy weather. It was cold. I mean, for this time of year. Raining. But Ed was dead set on made, remaidening two of his helicopters, his 500 and 600. And I did get a couple flights in on Saturday uh, with my heli and uh, test flew his too. But Sunday rolls around and it was supposed to be crappy, but it turned out to be nice. And I went to the field early. Ed didn't get get there till one o'clock. And by the time Ed got there, I had already had 15 flights in. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Wow. So we ended up, Working on his helis for the remainder of the day, but I did get a couple more flights in. I think I got 17 in on Sunday. And then uh, work, of course. Uh, we've been actually really busy this week, so I only got a couple flights during the week, but busy dealing with those other airframes that we don't like to talk about. Yeah. Here, Here's my proposal here, okay? I think it's going to be unpopular, but I don't think you can be in the running for the ball sack trophy. Because I don't think you can be in the running for any flight competitions. No. Because your job doesn't, doesn't, it's not the same as our jobs. (laughs) Wait, you can't just, you can't just change 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 it. it. Yeah. I absolutely can. Yeah, he changed jobs. He already changed the conditions. He had a normal person job where he works like nine to five, can't do much, to the point where now he goes and plays with, those which shall not be named and then puts 15 flights in at work on a regular heli <laughs> that doesn't work for me See, i'm it sorry to me like he's doing it he did what it took to win i like that no we're not, no no See, we're not changing it that's not the way i see and it nick i don't know last week i tried to convince uh justin no balls poochie here into another bet <laughs> yeah give me a chance to win my no, damn blades dude, it's back. not even fair Give now, you a chance to win that, your blades. Get out of here. I don't blame him for not engaging in another bet now that your job is different. But you can't. There was no job clause put it in, into the original <laughs> agreement. Mr. The Technical. original agreement was based on the understanding that all of our situations would remain similar. No. <laughs> oh, <it laughs> yes. Wasn't. Absolutely. Oh, maybe it was. in your head it was. But no. Uh-uh. 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 Absolutely. Uh-uh. Ain't happening, Poochie. No, I don't blame him for for I don't blame you for not taking another bet, but you just Come because on, grow a pair. it looks like you will be uh no, <laughs> he won't have to because you're gonna give him a pair on the top of a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> uh. Oh, jeez. It's awesome. It isn't. What? Or the loser. You sound, you sound, you sound a, little, a little bit of bitterness. I, know, I was going to say a little butthurt here, maybe a well, little bit. I Damn, am what, a tad. What are you at? Two, uh, 92-ish. How many are you at, Jesse? I'm at like 308. Where are you at, Nick? Uh, I'm looking right now. Hold on. Bear with me. Uh, two forty-two. Holy oh, crap! Wow. No, wait a minute. Nick gets no. a scrotum. Hold on. No, <laughs> I don't months. have any of the flights logged. 
at Othello, which wasn't a ton. Truthfully, so two forty four. Yeah, <laughs> I still Probably. think Nick is in last place. Well, how many you got? I'm at two fifty. No, because that's about right where I'm at. I'll I'll count it out. I wrote them down on a piece of paper. They're here in the trailer somewhere. Do you want to know something sad about that? Out of all those flights, only a very small percentage of them are nitro. Yeah, hmm. yeah. That's because you're not a nitro guy anymore. <sighs> Changed. I tried to enjoy my nitro last week. It wasn't flying real good. The tunes. Oh, on. by the way, speaking of that battery thing. Uh, I do want to mention this. When I was there at Othello, I saw those little charge indicator things. Ken at Lower Halley had them. Mm-hmm. And I picked up a package of them and just to try. I'd never seen them in purpose. They're way smaller than I thought they were. The pictures made them look a lot bigger, and I thought it, they'd be kind of clunky. And, dude, I really like them. It, is, it was a very easy habit for me just to... As I'm throwing them on the charger to flip them up to charge. And then as soon as I pull them out, you know, flip the little things down to red. So uh, I'm thinking that that's, I mean, that's going to be a thing that I think I'm going to do to all my batteries. So now, you, it's, to, a, it's a a literal physical switch that you have to move? It's just a little, pla- yeah, it is. It's just a little plastic stick on thing that has a little slider on it you slide it up with your finger it's red slide it down it's green so it is something that you have to do it's a habit that you have to create you know when you put your packs on or maybe when you take them off the charger but i I mean like for me i was getting to the point where i actually had to make two separate bins that i keep my batteries in and one says charged one says discharge because i would forget by the next day you know what packs were what packs weren't Mm -hmm. and yeah, you know, it's not a big deal to go grab a cell checker, but uh, this was just, I don't know. I really, I dig it. I dig it. I oh, would not have thought. So that a, are you going to trust this and not use a cell checker anymore? No, I, no, I, I still would not probably go there. Will. You know, you know what I will use it for is like when I come back in, maybe after a couple days and I go hop back in um, to the trailer, maybe I'm going to go out flying the next day. Mm-hmm. then I'll just look at all of the batteries. And if I see that they're all, you know, discharged or see that they're all charged, then I'll go ahead and go through the effort to put them on the charger. But if I see that they're all charged, I won't worry about well, doing that. It, sure. I feel like it's just one extra safety step to not destroying my packs, which is yeah. my theme of 2014. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, you know, I, I kind of forgot one little bit of that whole battery story. Early in the morning when I got there, um, there's a couple of the old blankers there and I get kind of get, I start getting set up and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh damn it. I forgot my cell checker at home. And it was kind of bothering me. Cause I was like, you know, now it's going to be a pain in the butt. Yep. And so I, like I said to the, one of the guys, I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I just leave everything out and unhook my trailer and just drive home and just, I'll be right back. And they're like, Oh no, that's fine. So I left the field, went home to get the, the cell checker for the express purpose of not flying a discharge pack. And I went ahead and flew a discharge pack. Anyway. I feel like it's just, you know, one more. If I go to fly and I'm putting my canopy on and I look down and I glance and I see that thing, you know, and it's looking red, I'm going to, oh, well, Double did, check I, it. did I forget to or 
or should I check it? You know, and then I'll check it real quick. It's it's just one more extra safety step. Yeah. No, I don't know. I might I might look into that. Of course, you know, now that I'm an electric guy, you got to learn these things, Dan. <laughs> I gotta yeah, get I'll, the I'll extra you, I'll give you a tip. Since you're since you're new to electric, you can actually um when when the batteries are charged, they weigh more. Oh, do they? Yeah, so you can just kind of grab them and feel them. And Is if, that if like... they feel yeah, if they feel heavy, they're they're good to go. <laughs> shake it, shake uh... it. Yeah, you just kind of pick them up. If they if it feels pretty oh, solid, it's probably charged up. So. Well, you know, I don't know thing. if I believe you because Nick tried to tell me, you know, being a mechanic and all, he tried to tell me um uh, one of the fun flies that I I was low on blinker fluid. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Took me took me like three months to figure that one out. So I'm, I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna. I, I I think you're trying to to pull my leg there, Jesse. Yeah. Well, how, how much more does it weigh? Oh, oh, quite a. You'll you'll notice definitely <laughs> noticeable difference. You know, like the at nitro. least a gram. Yeah, at least a gram. <laughs> <laughs> so you you fill them with energy and and it, they just get heavier. Or a thousand milligrams, either either way. <laughs> a gram or a thousand milligrams. Yeah. Yep. Wow. All right. I'll he give that a shot. He steer you in the wrong direction here, dude. <laughs> I, for some Never. reason, I don't believe you, but. Uh, Just trying to help you out. Now you're new to electric. <laughs> Pass on a little tip. Oh, you guys suck. <laughs> we better do some news, dude. I know. We're getting running a little. We're, we're, we're rambling on here. We should do some news. Yeah. Hey Nick, those custom charging cases you've been putting together lately are awesome, but what would I do if I thought that was all a little bit too far over my head? Ah man, I got you. You're going to want to head over to Progressive RC and check out their charging case combos. These bad boys are ready to go right out of the box. And if you change your mind and end up feeling a little bit adventurous, Progressive also has all the accessories needed to build one yourself. Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to www.progressiverc.com today to check out my options. All right, guys. This week's news is brought to you by helidaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got for news this week, Nick? All right. Well, we owe a huge congratulations to the winner, the man, first place position of the zone competition. Yeah. Jamie Robertson. Jamie Robertson. Sweet. Yeah, way to go, dude. dude. Now this this is you know, obviously Jamie winning is impressive. He's a he's a phenomenal pilot. Absolutely incredible. And uh, from what I hear, I need to go through and get caught up on my videos, but I think that he actually smacked the tail. Yeah. And like broke the tail blade somewhat and finished the flight. With that, really on for the win. Wow. Um, this one, this is a big deal, though. I think this is a big deal. Ben Storick in second place. Yes. Yep. That's so. That means number one and number two positions were held by a line pilot. Well, and if you look at the categories, it looks like they're battling back and forth because Jamie, it looks like he won three of the five, and Ben took two of the five. Yeah, so Ben has really cranked it up this year. Yeah. But I, I just think it's, I mean, you know, I, I remember when, you, do you guys kind of rewind and remember when a line started loading up on, on really good pilots? Yeah. Yeah, I, you. You know, I was thinking, I'm like, man, they want these podium spots. They haven't had them in a long time. 
I mean, they they still have some great guys on the team that aren't you know podium contenders, uh, you know Allen and uh, you know some of the other guys. But this is this is what they set out to do, and uh, I mean, my hat's off. They've they've got a great team. The Hellies are holding together. Definitely yeah. well deserved wins. I hate to see uh, Nick Maxwell was in fourth place. I hate to see him in fourth, but I do believe he had a crash. Uh, mm-hmm. in one of the semifinals. Yeah. Peeled about 30 seconds off, and that hurt him pretty bad. But still, congratulations to all the pilots uh, who competed at Zone. I heard it was just uh, an awesome time, and the flying was second to none. We actually have a link up in the show notes for both uh, the official results and for just some pictures of the event. I know uh, Rachel took some pictures. Uh, let's see. Who was the other one? I think it was uh, Bruno ba- Basso or Boso. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. He put a bunch of contributed a bunch of pictures to an album there as well. So nice. Congratulations, everyone. Um, this, you know, this whole. I, I didn't put anything in the show notes about this, but the the Jr. Forza man, it's close. Like, it's really close, and this is kind of what made me think about it. It's I think Midland in the U.K. has got it in stock now, so we should be seeing it in the U.S. Oh, within the next week, maybe two tops. Mm-hmm. Really curious where they're going to end up with the price point on this one. What it, it kind of all tails into is this whole tail boom cover is definitely the fad. You can knock it. You can say what you want. But everyone is doing it. There's Heli Center in Berlin. They've got a, a time lapse build of a Logo 700 tail boom cover. I mean, when you when Logo does it, then you know because they're going to be one of the last ones. It, do you guys think that everyone is going to offer this? Yeah, yeah, dude, I've been saying that for the last couple of months. They're all going to look fuselaged in another year. Every single one of them. I'm okay with that. I See, I'm not because it's, I want function. I mean, the, these things are not adding. They're, they're replacing some function. Yes, okay, you can take your tail boom supports off and put these on, but we're just adding weight and cost to the kit with, I mean, unless you're flying speed or, you know, high speed, what are we adding to that? Well, and that's another trend too, Nick. A lot of guys are just, they're putting wrap around canopies and, and, you know, wrapping the booms and calling it a speed heli now. Yeah. Which is just, it's not a speed heli at all. No, I'm not. I think it's just, I think it's all about the, it's just a, it's a fad, man. Everyone yeah. likes the fuselaged look. That's all. I do really dig the no boom support thing. That That's something, I don't like boom supports. They're on my list of parts that I'm not fond of. Uh, they're, they're needed, obviously. But you have, you a have a list of parts you're not fond of? Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. And boom supports are one of them. They're just, they're <laughs> annoying. They're for what they are. They're generally kind of expensive. And, and you know, obviously they play a role, but I just don't like them. They're just annoying to me. 
you know, past that, uh, I was gone and I'm a little away from news. So I hope someone else has some some news. You know, I've got a uh, I got a little bit of news. It's not uh, I don't have any links or anything. It's just something to come to mind. Um, KDE has come out, and I know it's the uh, you know that which shall not be named. But nonetheless, they've got uh, some new uh, multi rotor motors out. They've expanded their line. Oh, I did see that. I got to tell you, uh, again, I know we're talking about multi-rotor motors, but uh, we ordered in a bunch of them, and it's just like anything else KDE does, man. It's a pile of sexy. Man, those are yeah. nice-looking motors, dude. The motor, All their motors are just, they really yeah. are just ridiculous. We were talking with a lot of the guys at the Fun Fly, and I'm really surprised how many people weren't aware um, and maybe this is kind of KDE's fault that the that the 535 KDE, uh, the G3 700XF motor, is a different class than the older one and is significantly lighter. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, you know, especially when we did the talked about it on the review. I got a lot of emails like, "Oh, wow, that's so." Wait a minute, that's the same size as a or the same weight as a Scorpion 4530. Yeah, it is the same weight, but it's got a ton of power and the quality is just phenomenal. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I hear you, Dan. They are awesome. Yeah. Justin, Jesse, you got some news, don't you? Yeah. I got some news. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Absolutely. Dude. What What do you got? What do you got? Well, okay. So last week we talked about some leaked images from SAB on the three bladed tail rotor, right? Well, this week, and I, and I hear this has been out in rumor form in the forums for a couple of weeks, but this week, today, SAB posted a photo on their Facebook wall of a Goblin Speed with a three-bladed head. And mm. so, mm. I don't know what this is all about. I They don't have any information. All it says is three-blade Goblin Speed head ready for a lot of fun and it's got a picture of a speed canopy it says sab racing team on it you know this is this is actually first of all three bladed heads is not something new in the heli world as you know the the whole jr thing and we've made fun of them about that but uh in the speed world it's something that other Brands, other manufacturers have been looking into. Minicopter Diablo is doing testing on a three-blade head. The uh, the TDS, the new super speed machine from Jan Henselet, uh, when it debuted earlier this year in prototype form, it had a three-blade head. So I think that SAB is going along those same lines. It And it makes a lot of sense for speed on paper. Uh, I think there are some question given how little three-bladed heads have been flown in, in speed flying, whether it'll actually pan out in reality, but the theory's there. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. I don't know whether it's going to be, you know, is it just in prototype phase right now so we don't see it for several months, or is it something that's going to be out soon? It's probably an upgrade. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure people are going to put it on 3D helis as well. You know, you've seen the video of Nick Maxwell flying the three-bladed uh, Thunder Tiger a couple of months back. Uh, it certainly increases cyclic response, as you'd expect. 
But I think the general idea for the speed is that, uh, you know, at some point with two blades, you hit a limit, an upper limit on how much pitch you can go to without starting to stall the blades. And then you can only go up an RPM. So you increase the disc solidity and you can now get a whole heck of a lot more out of it. So we'll see. Or ESC I, fires. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see what they come up with. The other news that I have, this one, you know, I, I just think this is kind of cool. I'm not sure it's something that I personally would do, but heliwow.com is a, a company that does canopies. Uh, some of you may have seen it. It's it's similar to like a Canamod or a Fasuno. They have released a, a news story here with a video on a tool that they have at their website where you can customize your you can custom make your own canopy design online and then purchase that design and they will make it custom for you and ship it straight to your door and so like the video walks through in this particular example taking a blank goblin canopy like a goblin 700 canopy uh, all white and then adding sort of a base uh, paint scheme to it And then you can modify the paint scheme, change the different colors, move the graphics around. You can add, you know, the Goblin logo or your name or something like that. I think that's pretty cool because, I I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who are like me and that you see you see these custom aftermarket canopies and they're 90 percent what you're looking for. But there's just one color or one stripe or one shape on there that you do ever so slightly different. And so I think this will give you an opportunity to go and do uh, sort of a custom job. Can you yeah. upload images? You know what? That's a good question, Dan. Because I see some RC alienation canopies on the way, if that's the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't know. We'll have to look into it. You can you can check out the link in the show notes or go to heliwow.com and, you know, Maybe uh, maybe we will rock some RCHN canopies. Who knows? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be cool to get like that diamond plate base co- cover and then just a couple logos on each side? Oh, dude! Hell yes! I mean, it's not a it's not an ideal canopy for me in particular, but uh, it'd be fun just to take yeah. to a fun fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's all I got, Jesse. I got nothing. I flew this week. That doesn't, that doesn't count. No, no, no. These no, guys no. didn't fly. He's <laughs> not justifying it. He's <laughs> You got nothing? Is there I'm no, out. no compass news? No compass news. Ed crashed a compass. That's news. Yeah, it's probably still taking it apart, making a parts list. <laughs> Actually, I think it's ready to go. I think he's ready it's to fly. It's getting it to be old news, but it. I don't think Ed crashing his compass really ever gets old, does it? No, nobody at Crash and Compass ever gets old. <laughs> you buying it? I'm on board. Are you? Sweet. Yep. I'm looking forward to flying Ed's Compass tomorrow. Do it again, Ed. How about, do you want me to do it for you? I'll Let do Dan do it. Dude, I'll, I'll smash that bastard tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know what happened, Ed. It just hit the ground. <laughs> Hard. Full negative. <laughs> Well, I guess that's it for news then, huh? 
think so. All righty, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So, Dan, you know, I'm getting a little tired of looking at my old and busted helicopter. I need something to spice it up, but I also want something that's functional because I hate just throwing bling on there that doesn't add any value. You got any ideas for me, man? Absolutely, dude. As we all know, Patrick at KDE, these guys make fantastic upgrades for your helicopter. They do all kinds of helicopters, mostly aligned, but they do Goblin and they got some Synergy stuff and... Of course, we all know the blade stuff. That's getting really popular. They got pretty much all the right upgrades that you'll need that not only add the bling, but they add the performance as well. Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to kdedirect.com right now and make it mine. So, you know, guys, uh, when we were at Othello, uh, Dan, as you had mentioned, I stayed pretty busy helping out a fair amount of people. Mm-hmm. I think would be a good, yeah. a, a mild way to put it. <laughs> but, um, it, and you know, it, it was easier for me just to have them bring, you know, it was easier for, for me to have them bring their stuff over into my trailer. I just, when you know where everything is at, that, you know, you know how it is. You, you, you like mm-hmm. your stuff, your tools. And I'm, I'm a, well, I'm a, I'm a tool guy. Okay with that. I think it goes along with my job, and that's fair. But uh, one thing that was kind of cool is I got to help a listener go through and learn how to use um, his Soko Heli tool, which ah. is a little bit different. You know, he had he had used kind of a standard swash leveler pitch gauge before, and uh, he, from listening to the show, it was, okay, well, you guys gave this thing a lot of praise and I'd like to give it a shot and learn how to do it accurately and right. And it was really cool. I, I forgot how much I enjoyed getting my setup just dead nuts on. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. And Dan, I think, I think we might've even seen a little bit of progression. We'll call it with you on that aspect. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got to admit, though, man, I'm still kind of guilty of the eyeball in it. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's that's that setup you saw was pretty much eyeballed. Wow. Because I have to give you credit, you know, watching you had your heli very flying very, very well. Yeah, yeah like- I got to agree with that. <laughs> hey, yeah. man, it was all about the PIDs, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all about the PIDs, yo. Tools wise, do you guys what what's your favorite? I mean, what's your just your absolute favorite tool? Because I got asked this, you know, people are standing mm. in here like, holy crap, look at all the stuff that you got in here. Do you need all of this? Do I want to get all of this? That sort of a deal. So what's one of the tools that you guys just absolutely love and you that's maybe not not the normal ordinary? Oh, I got this. And I actually wished, so wish I would have brought this to the Funfly, to Othello. I got one of those plastic or nylon engine lock tools. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, because, you know, sometimes that old toothbrush just does not cut it. 
You just, <laughs> you just can't get that thing lodged in there and lock that engine up. <laughs> because, you know, that's what I had done for a long time. And I, I know, Nick, isn't that, I think that's what yeah, you do. That's it's like still my method. Old plastic toothbrush, just cram that thing in there. But man, when you actually get that right tool, that motor, you, I mean, yeah, you can, it just comes apart much, much faster. A lot easier, a lot cleaner. So it's one I've been using. I'm, and I'm very glad I picked one up. Nice. Well, that's a good one. You know, I, I used to have a tool that does not apply to our setups anymore that, that I felt that way about, but I really, up until recently, and I'll tell you about that one in just a second, but the, the tool that that is obsolete, that we don't need anymore, that I used to have and just loved to death was the Ron Lund swash leveler and fly bar lock. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. God, I, I still have tool. one if you want Dude, it. No, I got two of them, man. Never use them, but I got them. But just a week and a half ago, I acquired a tool that is the coolest tool that I've had in a long time. And it's quite simply a 12-volt DeWalt cordless screwdriver. Yes, you stole my tool. Because you were using mine at the fun fly. Dude, I love that thing. Love it. Yep. It saves so much time. And, and the, you know, it's got the torque thing on it so you can adjust it for clutch. Yeah. Dude, you don't ever have to worry about it. You can start a nitro with it. Yeah. How does that work out in the long run? (laughs) But uh, I love it. I love that tool to death. Use it all the time. Jesse, do you have the same one that I have? Yeah. That um, Black and Decker orange one. Yep, there's a black and decker one. It's pretty low voltage. It's it's, it's dude, a tw- it's like thirty bucks. Yeah, it's like twenty five or thirty, yeah. It's super cheap. I mean super cheap. Uh but I just love yeah. love it. Yeah, and, love and the battery, I cannot believe how long the batteries last on those little things. For yep. you know, using them just in the in our application. I mean, I'll go three, three, four weeks. Not I even was charged a thing. I was kind of shocked at how inexpensive the Dewalt one was. It was only forty nine dollars. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how much nice. mine was. I got a Craftsman, and it was forty nine. Nice, quite nice. How about, how about you, hey. Justin? My, you know, the the drill is definitely one of my favorites, but I would say right now it's a blowtorch, and it's mm. because. I always find uses for that, you know, whether it is whether it's heating up a blade grip to replace some bearings, you know, breaking down the bond on Loctite, something like that. Uh, Or if I have bent sort of a non-critical piece of metal, then I'll go and heat it up, bend it back into position and then heat it up red hot and quench it. To reharden it. I mean, I use the blowtorch for everything. Hmm. Yeah, that little Radio Shack blowtorch slash soldering iron that you have that I went and got. That's an impressive little deal, too. Oh, it is. Yeah, that was nice That when I used that. I never could find one. I went to Radio Shack and couldn't find one. I have a couple. I have three. How about that? Number one, I, I feel this is a must-have. The plastic link tool to slide over the end of a yeah, plastic link yeah, that's and a turn one. it with your fingers. Yep. yep. I can never find mine when I want it. <laughs> Dude, a must-have. And they're hard to find 
They're hard to find in a size that fits all of the larger helis. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. I have a couple extras that are all small, but yeah, to find a bigger one for 700, that can be kind of tough. Mm-hmm. That's on my list. This is an oddball one that doesn't get used a lot, but when you need it, it is a gem. A canopy reamer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yep. one. I keep one of those. Yeah. Ones. Yep. So for if you get a canopy that doesn't come with the grommets in it, or you know, you're putting some booyahs in and you're making the holes bigger, a canopy reamer is priceless. Or when you big. have a piece of shit canopy like they have on the Elise and you have to reinforce the the holes with the uh, fiberglass and you have to ream your new holes in there. Yep. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And I think my final one, which I get a lot of people asking, well, should I really go this route or not? But a, a servo lead crimper. Yes. That's one yes. Oh, I use yeah. that all the time too. Absolutely. Yep. If you want to be in this hobby, you it is a skill that you need to learn uh, how to recrimp your own servo leads mm-hmm. on. And the amount of money that you will save. Immense. Just getting an inexpensive set of crimpers. You don't need anything super fancy if you, you know, can watch a YouTube video or follow directions. And, you know, getting some bulk servo wire and a, a bulk pile of connectors, male and female. It's something that I never had originally for the first, probably the first two to three years I was in the hobby. And then once I got one, I don't buy any extensions anymore. I make all mine. They're so clean. Everything can just get trimmed to fit exactly how you want it to Mm -hmm. fit. And I love that. So I think that's my number one kind of oddball must-have tool. That's Uh, funny you mentioned that. I had to make like 10 of those today. I love that tool. I use the crap out of it. At work? Yep. For a multi-rotor? Maybe. Well, you probably wouldn't need 10 of them for a heli. Well, maybe we're talking about more than one machine. You're just going to chain 10 of them together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making one long one. <laughs> Had to make some S-Bus cables. How's that sound? Yeah, there you go. There you there go. go. Speaking of tools, Nick did the Soko Heli Tool review a long time ago. Of course, Soko Heli Tools sponsors the show as well. We thought... As we were talking about what we were going to talk about this week, we thought, you know what? If we're going to have a little bit of a discussion on tools, who better to get on than Andy and, oh my gosh, his last name, <laughs> Soaker Shit. Soaker Shit. <laughs> we butchered it. I know that, Andy, but Andy, uh, Andy was gracious enough to set his alarm and get up early and uh, have a chat with us. So we're going to go ahead and play that now. We'll be back up this And you know what, Nick? If I puff one more set of lipos, I think I'm going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Gen Z's packs? Ever since I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs. If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go check those out and get myself a set right now. You heard it here, folks. Gen Z's packs, Nick's mushroom stamp of approval. Find them at hobbyparts.com. Here we are with 
Andy from Soco Heli Tools. Andy, you got to tell me your last name again, man. I you told me you told me before we were recording, but I, I go ahead and fill us in. Okay, it's it's not that difficult actually. It is it's, very difficult um, actually. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's soccer shit. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> no, you have to okay. try to say it, guys. Each of you. Did, Hold on, okay. you got to spell it for us. No, though, no, Andy. no, no, no spell. spelling. Did no you spelling. say you just have to get it by saying soccer shit? Yeah, so- soccer shit. Well, the second one so- who heard it like that. Are you crazy? So- you have some really ear problems down there <laughs> on the other side. Down there, you're down there. You're in the down there area. Yeah, down there, up there. <laughs> It depends where you are, actually. Okay, Justin, your turn. Try it. Give it a, give it a whirl. Soccer shits. That's how I Quite hear nice. it. Nice. Soccer shits. Quite nice. Is that really? Because soccer shits. Somebody. No. S- soccer shits. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, almost. Hold the on. Same. You almost say it one same. more time, Andy. Soccer shits. Soccer shits. Soccer shits. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What is the um, origin of the last name? The origin, we reckon the origin is from Hungary, kind of. Okay. We're not quite sure because the whole family is uh, yeah, from Austria, so um, we don't know any relatives from there, but it's, it's yeah. Huh. You know what, man? I uh, I I got you covered because my last name is Pucci, and it doesn't take much of an imagination to figure out how I grew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. I can imagine. You that. know, I never actually have ever thought about that. That highly that, made fun of. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. And easily. Absolutely. Made fun of. That is awesome, dude. That's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. To come up with things for that. <laughs> I think we. I yeah. think. I think we should start doing that on a regular basis. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Just making fun of Justin's last name. <laughs> Relive his childhood all over again. Nick doesn't. It, you can't it. do anything with Nick's last name. Nope. There's nothing. You, you never can, got made fun of with what, Len. What, what can you no. do? What can you do with Len? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I, nothing. I don't know. You can with the Reed. Same, same with Reed, actually. So yeah, what you can you, do with Reed. Yeah, oh. Reed. But but oh, come Salmonson, Salmonson, I mm-hmm. think we can get something. I mean, you've been made fun of, right, Jesse? No. I mean, most, really? most people just say Salmonson, which. I mean that's how it's spelled, Salmonson. but it's Salmonson. So wait a minute, I got to go back. We got to go back. We yeah. got to go back to Reed. You guys seriously can't think of anything with Reed? Come on, Reed Petit Dan P Dan P Dan Pede. Oh, no. that's uh, yeah, but that's like second grade. Well, shit, did that dude. hurt your feelings, dude? I'm scarred for life. I'm holding. Yeah, I'm Poochie's 42. a whole new level. Yeah, you could take Poochie all the way into high school and still be. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh go. yeah. Yeah, well, the telemarketers take it all the way into adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> They're relentless. So we kind of got off track there. Here we are with Andy. Andy is from Soko Heli Tools. You guys know Soko Heli Tools, right? Right? Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, did a re- we did a review quite some time ago on Soko Heli Tools. Nick did one. Loved it. We gave a couple away last year at the Fun Fly. Fantastic. And we just thought, you know, this is the first time we've had you on. This is the first time we're, we're talking to you in person. We just want to express our gratitude to Soko Heli Tools and you, Andy, of course, for sponsoring our show. We love that. Oh, no worries, guys. It's really a pleasure for us helping you out, listening to your shows in tears. So we're stoked about that, of course. 
We got somebody fooled. Start with Andy. The, <laughs> the world's now, next. Dan. You you introduced Andy as from Soco Heli Tools. He You're is, more than just from, he right, is Andy? Soco Heli Tools. You yeah, are, yeah. I'm like boss and 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 main developer stuff and every yeah, almost everything that's eight this way. Is there is there other people involved or is it just you? Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of other people involved. I think in some we are around seven ish, ten ish. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, but nothing really on a daily basis. Just like, uh, yeah, when, when I need help and, and input and stuff. So I know oh, which right. people to go to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as I said, no, no, I'm not an employer. All right. So let's so, uh, let's start at the beginning. You're a hobbyist. You fly helicopters. I do. What what helis are you flying? You flying like Air Hog and maybe um, uh, <laughs> no no. Um, I I started off with my first proper helicopter. Let's say this was on a Line Five Fifty, mm-hmm. which lasted quite long, but it's gone now. It was a version two. I don't know. This makes it three or four years old. I reckon you don't know byline. You don't. Oh yeah. Actually, I crashed it a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't get any parts for it anymore. Ah. Horrible. We have our our famous Goblin 700 in our color scheme of Soko Heli tools, and then with the logo. Oh yeah, on it. I like so that I one. Think you, yeah. yeah, I think you saw that one. Uh, I use this one, of course, and uh, just the warp 360 actually at the moment. Oh Nothing yeah. More. Oh, compass? some compass love. Yeah. I love there we go. Gonna have to hang up on you now, Andy. No, come on. Don't do that. <laughs> no, don't let him fool you. Don't let him you, you, fool you. He's about ready yeah, to buy one himself. He's one of us as well, yeah. I know. Already. What? You what are you guys talking there, about? What? You will uh, get there. You think so? Oh, yeah, Dan calls it. me like we every other it. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, Just asking the prices of you. <laughs> you were, yeah. you get a, a 7 HV, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same price as yesterday yeah, it yeah. did not change Don't ask me again, actually put tomorrow. my little mark up in there yeah yeah. obviously I can't trust any of you people because you're supposed to keep that stuff confidential yeah, yeah. here you go jeez you guys are horrible that's what friends are for <laughs> were you just sitting around one day and going hmm I think I can come up with a a better idea for setting up helis what, what brought that on what brought the whole idea of Soko Heli Tools on um, yeah, it was the time when I built my 550 back in New Zealand, and I really loved the building side of the hobby and really meticulous about all the stuff there. Um, so I wanted to get a swash leveler for it. Of course, you, you don't get all the stuff you can get over in, in the States in New Zealand. So I had to order a swash leveler from, from the States, uh, waited for it three weeks, paid for it 20 bucks shipping. Um, just to find out that the legs are were too short for it, so I had to throw oh. it away. Oh no! And, yeah, horribly. I was really pissed off by that. <laughs> and then I thought there must be a better way and an easier way, uh, especially to set up a helicopter and don't get us a, a tool for each size and each uh, different brand of helicopter and all the stuff. And yeah, that's more or less how the idea was born. How long did it take you to develop that idea? I mean, it's a it's a pretty extensive tool. I mean, that that it is. 
Was that like a long the, working project or work in yeah, progress? Yeah, I think the first prototype of the so-called helical, basically the, the mounting platform mm-hmm. for the gauge. Uh, I think the first prototype was around 12 or 15 different parts. So it was really, really uh, cumbersome to use. And, and yeah, but I worked my way through and, and with input of other guys, of, of, of the guys uh, uh, in New Zealand. Um, yeah, I came up finally just with the with the with the last prototype with it and we're really happy with it and it took i reckon almost a year yeah yeah nice because now, yeah, as I, you were going through that process andy it sounds yeah. like you were were you were you the only person testing out these prototypes or were you handing them out to your your friends at the field as yeah, well. I, I showed them to a couple of guys, and um, back then, actually, I was really new in New Zealand, and I uh, um, just moved there, and mm-hmm. um, there were there weren't very a lot of, of uh, helicopter guys I knew back then, so I, I really checked back with, with my friends in Austria, mm-hmm. just over Skype and video call, and, and, and checking it, what they think about it, and but most of the time, it was me um, lying in bed at night, awake and thinking about all the stuff what oh to, that's what cool change and what to make better so yeah it's 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 yeah i was just checking the the, the progress with him but but not really got some input so I, your, I i like to say it's it was my idea to say it this way <laughs> what uh, what's your background are you an engineer in background or just you just like to um, tinker or what's what's going on there yeah i really love to to disassemble stuff since i was young like tvs of my parents and all the stuff so <laughs> uh, they, they love that didn't they they love that i bet yeah yeah they were really happy about that <laughs> as you can imagine and um yeah i'm i i don't know you have you have a different school system we had a, a special technical school mm-hmm. from when i was 15 until i was 19. i took an mm-hmm. electrician school there and um yeah then worked a couple of years and did go to university as well so yeah, I would say I have really an educational background, a private background with it because I was always interested yeah. in technical stuff. So and what brought you to New Zealand? Work? Um, no, actually wanted to do something nice and something different. Yeah. Um, uh, talked with my girlfriend about it, and we said, oh yeah, she she was um, in England for for one year. I was in England for a half year before we met. So let's go somewhere, and yeah, that's what we us brought to New Zealand, more or less. So, so you just threw and, it through a dart at a map. Uh, no, we said we'd, it should be an English uh, country or English native, native speaking country, and yeah, you are in the states. You're quite picky with the guys you let in, and let let work there. So. <laughs> are you trying? That was no option. Are you trying to tell us that they wouldn't let you in the United States? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Let let's say the 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 process you have to go through to get a working visa for as an Austrian because it's different for each country. Oh, I, yeah. I was under the impression that all you had to do is walk across the line, man. And, nah. Yeah, that's the impression <laughs> we get. It's nah. a little bit more challenging than that, Dan. Oh, yeah, you get everything free us, if you just walk. Across. You should have you should have went to California. I think is what it boils down to. <laughs> that, that's the state you should have picked because apparently <laughs> apparently there. You can just walk in and get a driver's license and and everything <laughs> you, you need. Would, you'd have to have a baby as you did it. 
health and yeah. health insurance and you know, all that great stuff. Yeah. You pick up your no. welcome packet and good to go. <laughs> your welcome packet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, we should have talked earlier. If it's that's easy, yeah, we would have to go to, uh, to, to California. But yeah, for New Zealand, it took us more than a year, actually, to get everything sorted out with the visas and stuff. We, we weren't in a rush, so... So what, what's your citizenship? I mean, who do you belong to? Uh, my passport is Austrian. Okay. But in my passport, uh, there's a piece of paper inside everybody wants. It's called a permanent residence permit. Okay. So, yeah, we are basically, um, for the law, we are New Zealanders. Ah. So that's quite good. And yeah. Cool. All right. So mm -hmm. you mentioned, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the heli scene in New Zealand. You mentioned earlier that there weren't a lot of heli guys around, but I'm assuming that you, there are a few and you, have you found any or you got yes, a club yes, and stuff? Yes, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of, of uh, clubs around Auckland and it, it, it's, um, of course, compared to the States, a really small community down there. Mm hmm after a few flan fires, you know the uh, everyone of the whole of whole New Zealand. At least uh, everyone who's <laughs> into uh, 3D helicopters <laughs> flying. Yeah, it's quite quite a, a big scene who really likes the scale stuff. Mm -hmm. um, oh, gotcha. Planes, of course, planes are big. Yeah, as far as I heard, actually, I've never been to a plane event. <laughs> but um, how yeah, many fun uh, flies a year do you have down there? Mm, I think there's one in Takara. I think not five, four, three. That's not like bad. That's not, yeah. that's still. I mean, yeah, that's okay. not too bad if you know everyone that's going to them. I don't yeah, think that's so any different than like what problem. we have here up in mm -hmm. the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite nice. And yeah, it's like family, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Extended family. If you go there and it's really, really awesome. So does New Zealand have, I'm assuming they have an equivalent of RAMA. Like, is there some governing body that dictates the regulations or the, I guess, regulations isn't even the I right reckon word. there is one, but like the <laughs> AMA, I think they're not that strict because it's quite, it's a, it's a big country and not many people there. Ah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, for, uh, uh, club colleague of mine has his own helicopter and he comes to the flying fleet with his real full-scale helicopter lands there gets out his radio controlled helicopters from the back and is mm. flying so oh he's rough he's, rough. Oh, he's roughing it, isn't cool. it he's yeah. roughing it man poor guy yeah. it's really really cool yeah <laughs> never heard about oh, some problems or issues with with the new zealand version of ama so they're quite chilled so you're you're in Austria right now. At the moment, I'm in Austria. That's, yes. Did you bring any helis with you? Do you did you go? Um, actually, no. I question your oh. dedication. He's heliless. Yeah. So you're no fly, I, no fly. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm having a low fly. I think for at least four or, or five weeks. Holy cow! Oh, yeah. are your hands shaking? Yeah, but it's not that bad. Stuff? So even. Uh, with with the work for Soko Heli Tools and all the stuff, I really don't find much time to fly anyways. Ah. So it, it even that. happens for four or five weeks that I don't fly if I have helicopters. So 
Oh, you're suspect. Yeah, I, I think you, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to hear this stuff. But yeah, that's how it is. That's how it is. So how long you have you? How company? long have you been flying? Um, no, three years, four years. Yeah. Are you a smack? Like are you a? Are you a smackdown on the deck? Yeah, I, I do on the deck hovering, um, <laughs> passing from left to right, right to left, right off the deck, um, huh? You yeah, and I should, like you and I should fly together sometime, man. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I think, but I, I reckon if you you are uh, far uh, further away from oh, me, I don't know, like, I don't know about that. skill level. I yeah, can, I can do a pretty mean hover too, you know. Oh, yeah, mm. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do a pretty mean hover. Yeah, but but uh, I'm okay with that actually. I'm, I really don't like uh, practicing on the simulator. I don't know why. I I so, know exactly why. I was the same way for I'm a long right time. I'm right there with you. Yeah, so I really don't do it. You know, occasionally I go inverted. I, I don't mean to, but I do go inverted. Yeah, I do this as well. <laughs> I don't mean seconds. to. <laughs> 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 nah, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, I really like the building, and if I build a helicopter, that's that's um, where my heart is at. Yeah. And well, once it's done and it's flying perfectly and and it's doing its stuff, I kind of get bored. I want to build a different one. So. So Dan, you know how I've been taste testing a lot of different helis lately. Well, I think it's about time to try out a new flavor. I'm wondering if you've got any suggestions for me as to what to look at next. Dude, did you not read Nick's review on the Blade 700X? Man, you've got to head over to Blade Helicopters and check out their new Pro Series helis. Oh man, you're right. That 700X looks like it's just the ticket. Well, I'm off to www.bladehelis.com to check out my next flavor. Well, you've definitely created a tool that is very helpful and has made an impact in the hobby. So let's thank you. Let's kind of focus on the tool. Give us a for our listeners who who have maybe heard about it but don't quite know what it is. Can you give us a rundown of of what it is and and uh, I guess how to use it is not really a, appropriate because no one can see, but maybe you can kind of yeah. give a give our listeners a bit of an idea what it's all about. Um, yeah, the the main tool is called the Soko Kit. And it's it's uh, one tool for all setups, all sizes, uh, on all brands of helicopters. So that's really what was annoying me back then, and that's what I created mm-hmm. or tried to create actually. But I think I did a quite good job. And um, yeah, the the circle kit you can use to to set up um, your swashplate level, your collective and cyclic pitch, your server midpoints, the linkage lengths, fine tuning. Uh, Absolute the horizontal level of the helicopter, which is quite nice if you use self-level or bailout and the new flywheel system, center of gravity. So it's basically for the for the uh, the whole setup for the whole um, head geometry of the uh, of of the main rotor for the helicopter. And we also do uh, angles for the tail blades as well. So and it works on any helicopter. On any helicopter, and it works for any size of helicopters. No, not the MCPX. Like, I, I, I would say proper helicopters, but then you don't agree that the 250 or 450 is a proper helicopter. But it's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It that 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 works. I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. 450. Thanks. I mean, 250 and 450 is questionable. 
but okay. nonetheless, it works for, for it, it will go all the way down to a 250, you say? Yes, it starts with 250 going up like, I don't know, can you, 800, can, more than 800. And so, you know, for uh, along the lines of what Dan was suggesting, since since we can't really see what you're talking about, for the listeners who haven't seen it, you, you accomplish being able to match up with all of those heli sizes in one tool, right? And it's yes. not just one tool, it's a single piece of plastic, the yeah. helical, right? That's really what took uh, almost one year to develop. It's called the Soko Helical, and it's basically the, it, it's the mounting platform where you connect the, the Soko gauge, the digital uh, uh, angle gauge, with the helicopter. So it has different, yeah, it's, I think if you can see it, it's, it's uh, difficult to explain, but it's at different sides of, the, of, a, of a, I think, tent shape. Yeah, it's tent-shaped um, um, uh, pl- plastic part, and uh, you can you can put it into the main blade grip of each size of helicopter. So it's have it for each size it has different parts or sides on it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, on the other side you mount uh, the Soko gauge, and you're ready to go more or less to set up your that's, helicopter. I think that's one of my favorite parts about it is you know since I do a lot of work in my trailer here. And, you know, a lot of people don't have, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of room where they're working. And for us guys who fly 700 class helis all the time, 600, even 550s, it's just so nice not to be trying to swing around the heli with main blades on. And, and you, you don't have to go there with the Soko Heli yeah. tool. And that, I, that yeah. is uh, something that I personally really, really like about it is that I don't have to have my blades on to do everything. Yeah, that's really one one big advantage. If you if you are setting up a seven hundred sized or even six hundred sized helicopter, you don't have to do the the blade dance each time it <laughs> passes you. Dance. And I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Nick, I wanna I wanna try to get you to kind of think about your review because I know you did a mm-hmm. pretty extensive review on it. Uh, you just mentioned uh, you like the fact that it's compact and you can do that work in close and not have to worry about the blades. But uh, as you can remember, what else what else about it did you find? appealing well something that i thought was really unique um about it is that doing your leveling your swash in the manner that the soko has you do it um you can catch broken or or basically a bent swash plate that you might not catch otherwise and that was one that i've 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 ran into that situation and sat there really confused not understanding you know, I'd go back and I'd check something and it'd be this way. And then I'd, I'd go back and I'd check it again. And it was changing. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What the heck is going on? But the way that the Soko Heli tool does it, you know, being able to rotate the head and watching the actual degrees as you're rotating the rotor head, now you're, you're actually watching it change. Like, whoa, okay, that's a little odd and weird. And it, it can give you the opportunity opportunity to catch stuff that you might have missed using other methods. Yeah, and it's actually the Soko gauge itself. It's quite nice that it has a, a flipping display. Yes, yes. So, uh, yes. you don't have to follow it yes. to see the values and stuff. So that's really one advantage and one big advantage that the, all the guys like. Yeah, I want to comment on that because the the first thing that struck me, to be completely honest, about this tool, you know, we I think for those of us who've been in the hobby for more than a couple of years, we've seen our fair share of different 
you know, new innovative tools out there. Mm-hmm. And none of them really, in my opinion, have the 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 quality that you see in the soko kit and and the aesthetics too and you guys know me i'm all about aesthetics it's got to be sexy i mean this thing it's it's a precision molded plastic piece right the helical yes this isn't machine so you went as far as to actually get custom molds done which as an engineer i really appreciate because i know how much that a a challenge that can be and then you've got this cool flip up lcd screen why did you decide to go that detailed with it, Andy? Why not go with something more simple like the like you were talking about the crappy aluminum swash levelers? Um, yeah, actually, for the helical, we tried um, uh, it to to produce it in metal as well, to manufacture it in metal. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was not feasible, and and um, we re- I really have a, a, an awesome uh, uh, injection molding guy in Auckland. And I was driving him crazy. He was driving me crazy to get the, the things really done and really on the spot with, uh, because it's like an art itself, the injection molding. So there's mm-hmm. so much different variables you have to take care of to, uh, to make it really perfect and uh, to fit the dimensions uh, and the tolerances of the dimensions you need to, to have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's uh, so actually um, once we were done with the with the prototype and was finished, there was really I think at least two months where we just tried to get a, a, the whole uh, parameters right uh, for the injection molding process to get it nailed down, and uh, there was a lot of of uh, yeah mocking around with the stuff. Huh. See, that's and, all, that's why I mean when I first saw it, I thought this dude is serious business because yeah. you got to go through that to get injection molding nailed. So yeah. that, I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, with the flipping display, it's, it was really something I used the, the, the standard, uh, box, uh, level boxes you can get before. And it mm-hmm. was really one thing that annoyed me that you have to follow the display to see the values and, and you got to like uh, bend over and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was horrible. And so that was on my list as well. And yeah. One thing I remember Nick talking about, um, in his review is, uh, you know, because typically when we're setting up our helis at home, you know, or at, at our workshop or wherever we're working on them, we have a tendency to be, you know, really meticulous, but when we're at the field, um, you know, it's kind of a, let's just get it as close as we can and get to flying. Uh, Nick, I can't remember. Was that something that you kind of took issue with a little bit? Like, um, or did you find that it was okay for a quick setup at the field as well? Uh, you know, it's, I think it's what you get used to. And that was a little bit of a transition period because I'd been using pitch gauges that slipped on the blades you know, since, uh, I mean, almost since the beginning, before they even, before they even had actual ones out, I was making my own, sticking yeah. my own little digital gauge to it, you know, to it, because it was pretty evident in the beginning that digital was the way to go. Even back in the fly bar days, I did it that way. Yeah. Um, so it took a little bit of a transition period because, you know, the, the flip side of it's, it's phenomenal being able to do it, um, you know, bolted into the blade grip when you're at home and on the bench. 
But if you want to double check something, then you're kind of like out at the field. You have the blades in. It's like, yeah, do I really want to do that? But, you know, again, it's I was trained completely opposite and did it opposite of that for a long time. So it did take a little bit of getting used to. But I guess on the, the flip side to that, seeing the inaccuracies that I was getting yeah. with the other methods was was shocking yes. yeah i mean just mm -hmm. absolutely shocking like wow uh okay here i thought i was taking all this time you know what what's the point of quickly checking it if it's not accurate at all right so yeah i just i don't know i feel that while you know it might have been slightly uh you know a little more inconvenient to quickly check it out at the field that way you know, I also knew that I was doing it correctly and I wasn't going to be chasing it or having, I mean, why, why do it quickly and have to redo it later? I'd rather just do it once and do it right. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's kind of what I was getting at. It's, uh, you know, typically, uh, you know, a, a tool that's very purpose driven like that, the, the short little extra amount of time it takes to maybe use it, use it in a, at the field. If you're, you know, at the field, uh, you know, taking the blades off, it's not that much longer. But it's the precision, right? Right from the start. Yeah, it's yeah. the accuracy, and and it's really because everything is bolted together with with the with the with the standard uh, pitch gauges, where you have to uh, where you have the, the springs to hold it on the blade, so you have to get a little bit of a of a play, and and it's quite a lot actually. If you go down to an accuracy of 0.1 degrees, yeah, such a play can make a, a big difference. And yeah, with the Soko kit, everything is bolted together, and. We did. It wasn't our first goal to to make a tool which you can uh, easily and fast lose uh, use on the uh, on the flying field because there are already a lot of them out there. We really want to go with accuracy and and helping the guys who's who's down there and in their workshop and setting up the helicopters and all, basically everyone uh, I'm talking to says okay uh, even with the blade tracking. Uh, everybody was used to uh, from the first maiden flight see if the blades uh, are tracked and adjusting stuff and all the stuff with the Soko kit. You don't have to do that anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, blade tracking you, you, so old school. If you're still yeah. tracking blades, you are definitely using the wrong tools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's really a big advantage with the Soko kit as well. So, of course, uh, for the first one or two helicopters, you do it because you can't believe it more or less that it's really working, but. <laughs> All the guy says, okay, for the third or fourth or fifth helicopter I build, I don't even bother anymore to check the blade tracking because I know it's spot on if, if he does it with the uh, with the Soko kit. The tool itself is making great traction. I mean, I, I couldn't help but notice even at the last Funfly we went to, which was Othello, I saw a lot of guys using that tool. Did you guys? Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw two guys down from us using it, a couple of guys on the other end of the field. You know, this is way out in the middle of nowhere, Washington, right? Uh, so you're making some traction with this and, and it's available at a lot of pretty major, I mean, where can we get it? It's, I think, isn't, doesn't Heli Direct? Isn't oh it? yeah. We have, now we have a, a couple of shops in, in the States. There's one in, in Texas. It's TMK RC1 Hobby. There's Tarot Heli, Low Heli, which you know, of course. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and Ken was there at Othello two That's weekends ago right. with a bunch of Soko tools. Nice. Remember that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and HeliDirect, of course, as I mentioned, Dan. Yeah. Uh, you can get it from HeliDirect. So it's, you can just pop it in into your shopping cart, 
on your next order. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, the easiest way actually would be we have our own little US store website. So if you just want to get a Soko kit, get on there, click the PayPal uh, pay button and you're done. And it's free USPS priority shipping to you within two or three days. Oh, I did not realize that. Ship. Is that is that relatively new, Andy, the US store? No, actually, this the US store was the first one we had, our own US oh. store. So it's okay. US-store. Where were, um, Justin, where were you at? We, we announced it on the yeah. show. Well, no, yeah, I understand I that. But when I I always go to soco-heli-tools.com, and that's the website that I know when I you know want to go and look look at something. Yeah, so yeah. I, um, that, that's the, our main website with all the information and stuff. But if you go to the product itself, it says if you're a U.S. customer, click here, and it takes you to a different site where you just basically just can order the stuff. Ah, okay. I see what so you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Vehicle and, and so you have a warehouse here in the States then? Yes, we do in Maryland. Uh-huh. And it hey. was the first one we had. And, and the other shops just uh, yeah are not that new, uh, are newer, more or less. So... Okay, so started, I, I got to ask you a question here yeah. and take it I'll take it a little bit back to the nerdy engineer here. Yeah. You posted a couple of months back, I want to say, some news on your Facebook wall about you had been doing some research on a new type of plastic. And now all of the new Soko kits are this new plastic. Can yes. you talk about like, why, why did you decide to change the plastic? It's it's not really a big change. So basically, the Soko kit or the so it's, it's just the plastic of the Soko helical, mm -hmm. uh, to say in detail. Um, but um, we 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 tried around with some some different like uh, fiberglass filled plastic stuff back mm -hmm. then, and it didn't work out uh, nicely or as as I would like uh, to have it. But uh, we we just ended up with a different type of plastic. And it works so that it's not like the it's a second version of the Soko Helical or anything. Right. Um, the original one works just the same as yes. the new plastic one. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it was bothering me more or less because with the with the um, fiberglass filled, it's lighter the, pla the plastic itself, and it's a little mm -hmm. bit more rigid. And we took our time uh, and and yeah, just messed around with it and tried really to get it nailed on as well as with the uh, the first kind of plastic we used and the yeah, it, it really took almost a year of trying to 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 uh to get it done with with the fiberglass filled one and yeah so that's that's basically what we did just to to make it a little bit more lighter and a little bit more rigid and huh. very uh, cool yeah it's a, it was something that all these little things basically uh, are things that that's uh bothering me and keep me keep me going keep me busy <laughs> And just to get my kind of guy, man. Right? Yes. I, I got yep. a question. Yeah. Is there is there anything new in the pipeline? You got you thinking about something new? You guys might be doing. Yes, actually, we do. Um, we are working on this new product for uh, quite some time. Um, yeah. If if you ask if you ask a Soko Kit user for one thing, they quite don't like. Actually, they they say nothing. Of course. But if you force them <laughs> to, to, to really think hard and 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 uh, mention anything, they say, yeah, there's there's one. The Soko kit is not only uh, uh, a unique, let's say, a unique uh, tool by itself. It's also the whole uh, process you set up your helicopter. It's quite new, and and there's one step in there uh, that's kind of uh, cumbersome. So 
it, it's just, I don't know, Nick, you, you will know, it's it's uh, the step where you have to align the main shaft vertically yeah. using the paper under the mm. skids. Yep. So I, I think actually it's not that bad. And once you have done it a couple of times, you, you're quite fast with it. But um, uh, if uh, for, for, the, for the users out there, there are quite some, uh, there are already some solutions in forums how to, to build like a leveling table. Mm-hmm. For the, for the Soko kit, so you don't have to to put the paper under the skits. You have this leveling table with, with screws on the side, and um, they build it from from stuff from Home Depot. Oh, and yeah, a deck of cards awesome. works great. A deck of cards, interesting. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're I mean they're super thin, and you've yeah, got small. plenty of them in a whole deck. Yeah. They got their own little holder, so it's real easy. Doesn't take up much space, and they're consistent on the thickness. Yeah, they are. Sort of. That's yeah. nice. It's a nice idea. Yeah, it's a, a new one for me. So yeah, each guy comes up with a different solution for that. And and as I said, there are some leveling tables out of just a, a piece of wood and and some screws. And yeah, for for anyone who who doesn't want to build such a table by uh, by himself, um, we're working a really couple of months on on such a table now. Which sounds weird in the first place, but um, it's it's kind of different. If you want to sell a product, it should look like you you just uh, bought the, the the parts from Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. generally, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and in addition, we really want to make it work for all sizes and all brands of helicopters, of course. And there's another thing: if you have to ship it to all over the world, it can't weigh two kgs. Yep. One of the tables, so because the retail nobody will pay pay a retail price of sixty bucks for such a thing. Yep. So there are a lot of things you have to to, to keep in mind um, if you do such a product. But uh, I had a couple of of prototypes and uh, wasn't hundred percent satisfied with them. And we don't have to rush it. So I really want to to um, yeah to nail it down and 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 be really really satisfied with the thing. So. Uh, actually, we, we um, the, there's one. Uh, uh, I was at the flying field in in Auckland a, a couple of weeks ago, and and, and Ben, uh, a flying buddy of me, uh, sh- uh, of mine, had show, showed me his leveling table he just built for his helicopter, and it was really really nicely done. And and we talked a little bit about it, and they mentioned that 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 we are working at the moment on on such a table as well. And uh, his teacher said without hesitation. Uh, uh, I should put him on the list, and he wants one. And I was a little bit confused and said, "Hey, you have one here by yourself, so so why do you want to buy another one?" He, he just said, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, he doesn't know the details of the things of the of the table I'm working on, but but he's sure it's gonna be way way better than anything he can think of." <laughs> so hmm. yeah, that's you know that's that's really quite nice to hear. It is. It's a compliment. Comments. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, it makes all the anger and and all the work really worthwhile. <laughs> uh, I put into this so interesting choice yeah. of words. <laughs> oh. That's cool, man. No, that's yeah. awesome. I'm I'm really glad that that's that tool's taken off for you. I mean, that's um, it was a fantastic tool. We knew it from the start. You know, we as enthusiasts um, sometimes we see a tool and we're like, "Oh, that would be nice." And it's weird how you know we won't balk to spend two hundred dollars on a servo, but you know, when it comes to setting up a tool or you getting a tool that helps us set up our helicopters to fly uh, perfectly, it's it's weird. 
<laughs> how, how we can justify maybe overlooking that particular purchase. But I think it's I think people are starting to starting to take notice. I know we're seeing them at the field. So yeah, yeah. So and it's really the thing you buy a Soku kit, and yeah, you don't need to buy anything else anymore. So oh, that's- it, it really works for everything you you have in your fleet, and you will buy in your fleet. So. And that's the kind of tool that we like to buy. Yeah. The one where you just do, buy, buy it once and, and you were done. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, Andy, we do appreciate you stopping by, man. It's uh it's about time we got you on the show. It's been it's been too long. We should have got you on a lot sooner. I'm glad we got oh, an opportunity to, to chat with you. Yeah. Uh one more thing, guys. Um I heard you're going to Itcher this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Awesome. So we can have a beer there or two. You're coming to Urcha as well. We are coming oh, to Nice, oh, nice so, uh, man. With our own tent and uh, as a vendor, of course. And yeah, I, uh, I asked Charles, who who is the president, the vice president of of, of Ircha, to put us between the SAB and Scorpion tent. I'm not quite <laughs> sure if he's going to do that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just have a look around uh, if you're at Ircha and drop by chat and and see the stuff we, we are trying to to get uh um our new product out there until the show or maybe uh you just you're surely able to see it there so Very i'm nice. quite sure if you're ready for production yet but well definitely you need yeah. to stop by and we'll get you behind a mic when you're there as well yes especially oh, after we, we get a couple beers that. down you yes after the beers yeah yeah, yeah. oh like yeah <laughs> dude some hot apple pie maybe oh awesome that stuff will kill you you know it's, it's deadly <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I heard about that. <laughs> See, uh, there are a lot of people looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs> a hot apple pie. Yeah. All righty, so, man. Yes. Any other uh, any other news you want to share with our listeners before we? Oh no, basically that's it. Yeah. How about uh, let's give a let's? I know you've said it once already, but let's uh, let's give the URL out again. Uh, the URL is uh, all the information is at www.soco-haley-tools.com. And if you're just looking for the US store, it's without the dub dub dub, it's just us-store.soco.heli-tools.com. Very but we nice. have a link there and and uh, we have also the list of all our retailers on our website. So just stop by, have a look at it. Absolutely. And yeah. And once again, Andy, we want to say thank you for supporting the nation like you do. It's it's uh, guys oh, like you that my are pleasure, su- guys. Yeah, it's guys like you that are supporting us that help us do what we do. Absolutely, awesome. we do appreciate it. Yeah, and you do a really great job, guys. And you, 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 you got me into the hobby and keep me going. With all nice. the things you talk about, so that's... very nice. All right, Andy. Awesome. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let you go, man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. Later. Take it easy. Precision, speed, torque, and power. We'd expect nothing less out of a servo put on the market by a guy that pushes his equipment to the absolute limits flight after flight. If they're good enough for Bert, then they're good enough for me. BK Servos. Keeping my heli feeling connected. www.bkservo.com That was Andy of Soko Heli Tools. Andy is Soko Heli Tools. Right. Yeah. And we all got a shot at his name, and we all kind of butchered it, but he Bam. was okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very, 
Good interview, man. He, he what a almost don't you want to like hang out with him and have a few beers? I I like that dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I had no idea that he hadn't been in the hobby that long. I mean, that takes a you got to have a pair to to come into a hobby and be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm relatively pretty new, but I'm going to make a tool that I think everyone needs right off the bat." <laughs> oh, wow. Uh okay. But he did it. And it's successful, and that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And, of course, he gave us the big news. Soko's going to be at Urcha. So stop yeah. by if you want to check out his tool in person. Uh, it's You know, you got you to gotta take a look at it. A lot of guys, uh, I, I remember, uh, you know, we had a couple to give away last year at our Fun Fly, and, and it, it, you know, it was relatively unknown. A few people knew about it, and they were kind of unsure about it. But as time is going on, people are realizing that that is a really, it's a solid tool. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a tool to get the perfection that you're looking for in your helicopter. I mm-hmm. was shocked. I was really surprised how many of them I saw at Othello. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude, that, they're all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. And the number, of, the number of retailers that he's got now around the world, mm. it's impressive. It has taken off. Yep. Good for him. Good interview, Andy. We do appreciate you hanging out with us. And uh, man, anytime, anytime you want to hang out, just let us know. We'll uh, we'll make time for you, man. You bet. So moving on to uh, what's coming up. Of course, we all know the RC Hilly Nation's second annual Fun Fly. Wait for it. Oh, I'm biting my tongue. Come on, dude. <laughs> second annual RC Hilly Nation Fun Fly. Yep. What are the dates again? 26th through the 29th of June. We're we're officially four weeks away. Yeah. 5 this p.m. Is it. on Thursday? 5 right? p.m. on Thursday. That's when you can start Be there. Ri- arriving? Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we talk about some of the people that are, are involved in, and whatnot, uh, I want to make sure I did get a handful of emails out to those of you who are requesting addresses to send stuff if you wanted to. If you didn't get one and you still are curious, uh, if you didn't get that email from me, it's probably got lost in the fray or whatever. Go ahead and email me again. Uh, we just, you know, we would, we just don't want to put Dieter's home address up there for, for everybody, you know, so we're, we're just emailing that out to people who need it. Uh, and then also, of course, this, uh, recently we added a list of hotels in the area so you can, uh, check that out. You know, I suggest you stay at the field because, uh, you know, that's when the antics happen uh, at nighttime. When everybody, if you're going to go into a hotel, you're going to miss out on a lot. But, you know, some people prefer the comfort of a hotel. Uh, big thank you to Progressive RC, of course, sponsoring the Fun Fly. Thanks, Dave. We really appreciate it. David. Hey, hey Dan. Yeah. I have some even more awesome news. What do you got? Uh, I'd like to announce the addition of one more sponsor. Wow! Uh, really? Who? Huge shout out and thank you to Ken at Lower Heli. Oh boy! And as well as sponsoring the Fun Fly itself, he's going to be there, dude. Ken is going to be there Sweet. setting up the whole Lower Heli tent that he does, uh, keeping us flying. I know that. My pocketbook already is quivering, so thank you, Ken. He supplies my habits and my antics. 
That is awesome. I I just can't say thanks enough. You know, he supports as many of the fun flies in the Northwest as he can, you know, keeping us all flying, crashing. And that's what really makes it fun. You know, people tend to go out there and hang it out a little bit more when they know that they can go over there and get parts. And, you know, he's just such a supporter of the Northwest, and we really appreciate him coming out to our fun fly setting up shop. And not only on top of that, but you know, sponsoring the event as well. It says a lot. So, you know, Ken uh, and David at Progressive RC, thank you guys. You know, your contributions uh, really help, you know, they help us put this fun fly together. So thanks again. Absolutely, Ken. Thank you so much for making the trip out. I know it's a long ways for you, but uh, we do appreciate it. And so do all of the people who are going to be there. We're, We're expecting a fairly good turnout. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some uh, some antics planned. Uh, of course, we're going to be doing a live show. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Those are always a lot of fun. Maybe, maybe you guys will get to see if Nick can <laughs> stop feeling his face. I don't. I can't promise it. I still he's going to stop feeling it. I blurted that out. That was supposed to be an inside comment, <laughs> not an outside comment. <laughs> We've got some fun events planned for all level of flying ability. And just like last year, we had a lot of participation and uh, we expect the same to happen this year. Oh yeah. And uh, as time goes on, uh, you should be able to soon, we should be getting a list of those people who are donating to the fun fly for the raffle. So, uh, you know, a big thank you to all of those folks. Other big news. I know we mentioned it, uh, well, I think we mentioned the last couple of weeks, but it's worth another quick mention. Very excited come December when it's cold and nasty up here. The whole crew is going to be heading down to Orlando to the OHP. Looking forward yeah, to that. Yes, dude. I'm get out of that for a little freaking bit. Freaking sweet. That's going to be awesome. Big thank you to all the Florida guys: Carrie Shirley, Bert Cammer, Chris Treby, Joe Cashwell, Kyle Cashwell for your guys' support down there. And there's a, there's a few others as well. But uh, thanks to all you guys for uh, wanting us to come down and do what we do. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's see. Anything else uh, coming up? We do have something else. What do we got? Jesse, I think you might be doing a review here pretty soon in addition to your current review. I, You know, Justin, I, I think... I think you're right. I think you might have just, you know, sent a picture just a little bit ago. And hopefully, sh- very shortly, I believe I'll have a new set of uh, BK servos showing up at my place that, you know, we're going to be taking a look at and uh, doing a review on. Love them. Hey. Yes. Love them. So, love them. Done. Em. I got them, dude. Uh, <laughs> Got to set on. Come on. I got to. I got to set on my goblin, and I got to set on my uh, align. What can I say? No, 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 no. We're gonna dig much, much deeper than that. So as as of right now, (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) You you just said I love them. That was it. I do. I'm not not doing the review. You're doing the review. Yes, that's not gonna. That's not gonna cut it. I'm just giving my my opinion. Love. Oh, that's just your your vote. Yeah, love them. Okay. All right. Even before you tell me about your review, I already know what I think. All right. What do you think of that? How do you you like them apples? Well, I definitely know what you think. (laughs) (laughs) No question there. So, 
yeah, hopefully those will be showing up next week. And I'm going to be putting those in the trusty old 7HV. Mm-hmm. Nice, right. dude. And so we shall see more details to come. Well, I think it's about time to get out of here. But before we do that, Nick, how would I get in touch with you if I wanted to send you an email? Uh, you would send me an email to nick at rchelynation.com. Justin? You could send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com. And Jesse? You could send me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com. Dan K. Reed on the forums and the chat box. I would invite you guys to check that out. There's uh, always a group of people in there chatting pretty much any time of the day. Uh, forum as well. Can't forget about Facebook, man. We're like 3530 or something. Like oh, that. yeah. And uh, one, one other thing to add. By the time this show's out, um, you guys might want to check it out. There will be another newsletter out. Oh, are you? T- are you? Oh, trying- nice. Are you giving me a precursor? I'm giving us a subtle, subtle reminder. <laughs> You're giving me some live some homework. A, a live <laughs> reminder. <laughs> so no, be sure and check that out. Is that coming out Monday morning? That will be out Monday morning when this is released. Alrighty, guys, this has been episode 139. We sure hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. Catch you late. Have a good one, guys. Take it easy. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by KDE Direct, SoCo Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Genzase Batteries, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.